0: Hello, out there, wrestling fans, and welcome to another exciting week of the Rage and Marks Wrestling Podcast. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Ravishing Randy, joined as we are every week to my left, a man, EJ, or
1: his Ramsey new persona,
0: great. Ramsey the Great, Booyaka Shah, to my right, my hetero life mate since uh, fourth grade. Fourth grade, total nonstop, Kurt. What's going on, buddy? Doing well, man. Back here for another week. I'm excited. Yeah, man. So, if you've been tuning in on a weekly basis, you know that this week's show we're going to be talking about gimmicks. The good, the bad, some of them downright ugly. We're going to go into good detail about all that, and then we got a little something special. Yeah, it's uh, it's not March. We're going to have a little uh, March Madness fun with this, pitting gimmicks against each other.
1: So, every week I, I try to put the show together, and... I come up with try of topics and segments, and we fail sometimes with the time limit. But I'm sitting down like, how the hell am I'm going to do segments for these wrestler gimmicks? You know, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, and then I was watching Dark Side of the Ring, Brawl for All, and I was like, gimmick for all. <laughs> so, yes, what we're doing today, i changed the whole format, text them and say, hey, I want to do this. What do you think? They came up with a list, 16 good gimmicks, 16 bad gimmicks. And they gave me the list. I compiled with my list, put them all together, and then I put them in a randomizer, and I put them in brackets. So we have four brackets of eight wrestlers, and we're going to go by. And surprisingly, Kurt and Randy has not seen the brackets yet. I'm the only one that's seen it, so they will get to the debate and uh, decide which one will move on to our 2021 Gimmick for All. <laughs> so is gonna this something we're going to be doing
0: every year? We're going to be doing uh, Gimmick Why Matches? Why not? Why not?
1: Might be two a year because Gimmick, we still got other Gimmick uh, shows to do like Gimmick Matches. Mm. So. I can't wait for that one. But yeah. But when I started doing this, I got geeked up because I thought this was going to be great. And then I got, I last minute, last night, thought, you know what? I'm going to do this at PowerPoint so I can put it on the visual for them. And so it can just be great. You might hear them laugh because I got some stuff up there that might pop up that might make them laugh later on. But pretty much, we're just going to, they're going to discuss the gimmicks and we're going to decide the winner. If it's a split decision... I'm the, I'll be the deciding vote. Um, before we start this, um, any news in wrestling this week you guys want to discuss before we begin?
0: I mean, two things I kind of jumped out. Actually, well, three things. Um, Sean Spears basically going to bat for his girl yeah. and, and and her former tag team partner and good friend. The Iconics. Um, yeah, the Iconics. That. The fact that uh, he's basically petitioning Tony Khan like, hey, man. You know, Billy Kay and um, Peyton Peyton Royce, Royce, you know, they'd be awesome to come over here, be a part of this promotion, really build up that women's division. And he's like, yeah, maybe a little selfishly, I'd love to have my wife working with me. You know, but I would love to see them move on to bigger and better things. They were underutilized in WWE. They were broken up for no reason. Um, I think AEW really wants to start building up women's tag team wrestling. To me, this is a slam dunk no-brainer. You know, you bring the two of them in. Um, maybe being with AEW and being with better workers, um, maybe they can improve their in-ring game a bit, but as far as entertainment, mic skills, they're top notch. They'd be a huge addition.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the only thing I can think of, I know you said three, uh, obviously if you watch SmackDown, we went down with Daniel Bryan. You know, yeah. They put him on the WWE alumni uh, list on the website. Uh, so he's no longer allowed to be on SmackDown. So that'll be a fun, interesting you know storyline that develops. See what happens to Daniel Bryan, whether or not he comes back with the company, signs on for a part-time deal,
0: goes elsewhere. I mean, I know his contract Obviously. was about to be due up. Uh, are they going to move him over to Raw? Because good, good lord, we Raw needs him. all the help they can get yeah, they at absolutely this point. Need him. They need a breath of fresh air. is is he going to pursue greener pastures? Is he is he going to do more stuff behind the scenes? Is he going to be more of a uh, of an agent, more of a booker? Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how long they ride this out. To me. Better storytelling on SmackDown, so I think if Daniel Bryan's going to be gone, they'll at least keep him off television for longer than a week
2: That's
0: before they do something with him. Um, I mean, the last big thing, at least that I'd come across, was the fact that Andrade um, was maybe looking to do a match with Alberto Del Rio. Omega. Well, Kenny Omega too, but He's I know right, there right. were the rumors going around yes, about so, okay. Alberto Del Rio and him and. That caught some flack, so that I think it changed to Kenny Omega. I mean, I think he's just looking to put a challenge out there to anybody. I'll tell you what, you was that So that's
2: about all I got for what's going on the wrestling news this week.
1: Did you guys see the uh, Macho Man uh, biography last night?
0: Did not. It is on my DVR though. I, yes. I look. I, I, I went to sleep relatively early last night. Started a new job today. So yeah, no. Thank you. Take a bow um so i was trying to be a good little uh new employee but it's on DVR. so sometime in the next day or two definitely, i'll definitely no, be giving it a watch no, yeah. macho man is my spirit animal so i i i can't not watch that and so. we'll see if
1: uh well, well we'll talk about it next week then okay
0: Sounds fair.
1: It. um other news uh is uh dark side of the ring season three officially starts thursday
0: and I we'll actually watched uh, part one Brian of Pillman? Uh, Brian Pillman. Yeah. yeah. Right. They have part one up. On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, actually, anyway. not like, so I have I Hulu. deviating, but we're going to not, not trying to you know, promote cable providers or whatever, but I had Hulu. I was actually able to watch it uh, through Hulu. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, yeah. So.
1: But the full two hours will be on Brian Pillman Thursday at uh, so 8
0: o'clock? Me. Yeah. No, I'll be awesome. looking forward to part two. God, awesome. Part number. one was, was Dude, well so... put together, but... It, it it just scratched the surface on the beginning of his career, oh, dude, right. and it kind of cut off right, right down, before he made the jump to right WWE. It's so.
2: like the best to be a wrestling fan. Like us, what marks from what we were like nineties to today, or even late eighties to nineties to today. I mean, you got the stuff going on AEW with the legends and hidden treasures, and then you got Dark Celler Ring Eternal on Vice. Dude, it's awesome. So
1: yeah. My only question about AEW, about the biography stuff, is when WWE has their pay per view. Was it next Sunday? Uh, May 16th. Until so next Sunday, right? Or Sunday. Are they, are they pausing the, the biography stuff or are they just going to keep going? We'll find out. Because that. I think I'm going to watch biography over the freaking. WrestleMania
2: month. replay or whatever. <laughs> all, yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, backlash, whatever. It's yeah. part, WrestleMania part
1: two. But with all the news for the week, we're going to get ready and dive into the gimmick for all. We'll be right back. And we're back and we're about to start the first annual twenty twenty-one gimmick for all. So give you a little insight on this, there is four brackets. I kind of did like March Madness. We got four brackets with four different uh, uh gimmick hometowns. Geographic
0: locations, yeah.
1: So uh when we go in there is also we um we'll call it by that, by that, by that name also i put a tied a tied an old promotion that's no longer in there to make it like a the a home stadium where it's going to be at and to make it a little bit more stupid and fun
0: yeah but bring bring a little authenticity to an inauthentic bracket
1: yeah so in our first bracket it's the parts unknown bracket and pretty much this is going to be based out of big time wrestling out of San Francisco which lasted from 1960 to 81 and the home stadium is the famous Cow Palace legendary
0: Cow Palace Le- yep, legendary
1: so let's go into our first match you guys ready yep let's roll the Godfather uh, your takes on the Godfather
0: man look that's just sweetness right there look you know Papa Shango didn't really get over as well as they hoped. Uh, Kama Mustafa was kind of, you know, hit or miss with the multiple factions he was a part of and everything else. Godfather though, legendary. That's where he finally made his mark. I mean, the entrance definitely memorable. Um, the intro, yeah, it didn't get better than the Godfather
2: for Free Boy there. I mean, you knew about him when he first came out the bang, wah, wah, and then he just come out with the whole train, bringing all the women out there. I know that whoever was. Producing those segments, trying to find those girls, had fun. Probably Dude, the, the extra, lines
0: so. and lines and lines of strippers that he would roll with sometimes. So I mean, it, it just seemed to get bigger and bigger every week. Perfect and as a teenage gimmick. boy, Yeah, you he know, couldn't get enough of that. It was a fun
1: gimmick,
0: <laughs> yeah. Ready for his opponent? Yep. W- oh, cool Jesus girl. God. That To me, this is a freaking slam dunk.
2: <laughs> I mean, okay, well, real quick. You talk about WWE's worst all-time gimmick. According to a uh, Bleacher report, you know, they were building up Gobbledygooker from months, leading up into the 1990
0: Survivor Series. What was in the egg? That Mysterious was the big question. egg? Undertaker fearful that he's going to debut at that Survivor Series and he's going to be the friggin' egg man. They kept playing, like, uh, a
2: Gorilla Monsoon, Roddy Piper, and Mean Gene kept building up the, gobb- uh, the Gobbledygooker, the egg, all night long. And then finally, when it was time to. All night?
1: All two months long? Oh, you know, yeah, no, no, they had a month buildup. Yeah, okay, no, they had a
2: month build up. But I'm saying, like, if you're watching this on a Survivor Series pay-per-view, and then all of a sudden, you know, drum roll, it's a big surprise. It's a fucking dude dressed in a goddamn...
0: Not just a dude. Hector, Hector Guerrero. Guerrero. Poor oh, people. Fucking Hector Guerrero. I'm going to dress like a giant freaking turkey. And this was supposed to be, like, a mascot for the yeah. WWF. I'll give a quick shout-out to WCW's Wildcat Willie. Um, whether he was the big cartoonish cat or... The friggin' failed, uh, uh, like, Slim Jim-looking mascot, you know, like, something out of Teen Wolf, you know, Wildcat. I mean, this was terrible from conception to everything else. I know they were trying to pander to kids, but that was god-awful. Let
1: me tell you a story about that night. I was over by my god God brother's house, and uh, was this Thanksgiving night? Or was it the the, the weekend we're of pretty sure it was Thanksgiving, was Thanksgiving night, night because this was
0: back when it was still on Thanksgiving
1: this, night. This doesn't I don't remember like the, the time. I remember the day because I I got grounded for about a month. We waiting, we waiting, and this came out and all you used to hear in the living room was me saying, What the fuck is this? This <laughs> bullshit. And I just kept I, I threw a tantrum at the TV I ran out the door. I'm still cursing down the street. Didn't get to see to watch the rest of it. But I just remember my mom chased me down the street, whipping my ass because I was I was A cussing. And I couldn't stop. I was just, like, pissed. That was this 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 shit?
2: This I'm shit? Fine.
0: I know you were saying we were going to be mixing the good gimmicks and the bad gimmicks, but to me, this is a freaking slam dunk and a half. I'm, I'm, mean, if we're voting now, I'm Godfather because I can't stand looking at the gobbledygooker a second more. Just because the Gobbledygooker was so effing terrible,
2: get away with him, don't with him. Godfather advances. All
0: right,
1: Godfather advances. Let's go to our match two.
2: Razor Ramon. Hey yo, dude. I go back and watch those old school Razor Ramon vignettes when he first debuted. It was some funny ass shit, highly entertaining. You're talking about the first guy that made, in my opinion, that made being a bad guy cool. Yo, Chico, you know, just his vignettes were hilarious and funny. He's the man. Yeah, love Razor Ramon. You
0: know, like it, it's crazy to think that in like uh, the the PC woke era that we live in, that's a gimmick that probably would not get over. Well, he's because copying he's, Scarface. Well, Cultural. he's not. He's not Cuban. He's not, you know, he doesn't look Cuban, doesn't sound Cuban, whatever. But he totally embodied that character. Friggin' it it got over with Vince McMahon. It got over with everybody else. You looked at him, he just oozed cool. Like, he was legit one of the first bad guys, and he did debut as a bad guy. Yeah. But he was one of the first bad guys that was legit cool. Yeah, made it cool to, like, bad guys. Yeah. Love raising. I mean... Amazing gimmick, Scott Hall got it over and then some there's a reason why he's in the WWE Hall of Fame as Razor Ramon and not Scott Hall. Um right. gimmick was awesome. just great man. I mean, all the gold chains, the friggin' razor that he would wear. Yeah. Throwing the toothpick at the camera, that was a that was a badass little thing that he had. I mean Was it razor an owed to cocaine? Perhaps, Perhaps. bring that up. Perhaps. Bring I mean, that. he is from Miami yeah. after all.
1: Well, he's supposed to play but, but
0: Miami, and I'll put that in quotes.
1: Supposed to play cost Scarface, and yeah. then he got mm. Razor Blades. So, Who's who do you he think going he's against? facing against?
2: Maybe his best friend? Kevin Nash? Diesel? I have an idea. Ah! Oh, this is an interesting mashup. His uh, best friend in real life.
0: Oz. Oz, I know you say. Cow. I know you say you put that in a randomized. It's you're all randomized. So actually, like fun fact, when I was doing the research, at least on the Oz character, that like so this was something that was conceived by Jim Hurd. Well, it was TBS. Shout out to the pizza guy.
2: Just brought the rights to The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So or Turner, to,
0: yeah, Turner, Turner brought the it, rights. Yeah. And so you know, Jim Hurd got together with Dusty Rose and tried to figure out a way to do this little cross promotional thing. Or at least to bring awareness to The Wizard of Oz being on Turner. And boom, here we have Oz.
1: Was this before or after RoboCop incident?
0: Oh, God. Because little... you'd
1: think they would fucking learn from from, from one or the other. <laughs>
0: uh, <it's right> <laughs> got it. I mean, because what? Oz was this... before Vinny Vegas, right? Uh, yes.
1: So, yeah, so you think when they brought the RoboCop to do cross-promotion, they would have learned on, on Oz. <laughs>
0: Not. I mean it just it, it to me it was kind of silly. I mean you got a big guy that's definitely capable in the ring but you parade him out in this you know highlighter fluorescent long green robe with the pointy cap. You had uh this the mask white. that he wore with like you yeah. know the gray beard and the gray hair and he's managed by Merlin the Merlin the Wizard. Merlin the Wizard, yeah. Yeah, I mean I Really enough to say it. so so, It's a terrible gimmick I mean, yeah. Terrible Terrible gimmick
2: Look I'm, I'm not gonna just keep Shitting on bad gimmicks But I love Razor I gotta go
0: Razor dude. Yeah I mean We can't vote for the best Every time I know time I May. won't I won't but right, You can't vote against a bad The bad show. guy You can't vote against The bad guy Bad guy and Razor advances. moves on yeah.
1: yeah I'm glad you said You can't always vote For the good gimmicks
0: Spirit Squad <laughs> no, that's not a good gimmick. No, not at all.
2: <laughs> you had five guys who were like the security for the McMahons, basically, but they were just cheerleaders. Of all that, this is professional wrestling. We have professional football players, and you give us the goddamn spirit squad. But
0: you know what? Like I, I, in all in all, defense, like they they were meant to to get heat. They definitely yes. got heat. Oh, they got heat. The fact that they were overly cheerful in their perf- in their promos. I love the entrance where they basically do the sound off of all their names before. They're like, and "We are yes. the Spirit Squad." It's almost like a throwback to Dragon Ball Z, the the Ginyu sound off before they introduce themselves as a Ginyu. Kenny, boy. Johnny, Mickey, Nikki, Mitch. Yeah, it sounded like the Ginyu Squad from Dragon Ball. But I mean, you you have some some great wrestlers in there. I mean, Kenny Dijkstra. It was a dang shame that he got cut way too soon. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, Dolph Ziggler got his start with this. I mean, you know, there was a lot of good talent there. Um, Talent. I'm (laughs) not gonna. I mean, it was a bad gimmick. I'm not gonna shit on it though because I mean, I was entertained and they got over for being heels. Is that pun intended? Shit on? Oh, they were. They absolutely were. Sometimes they had some works. great segments of DX, including uh, some, getting the portalette dumped on. Sometimes
1: them. you get a diamond out of shit. <laughs> That's true. So, like I said, which bag is going to go over?
0: Oh, now we got two. Glacier
1: and Mortis. The Mortal Kombat WCW. Throw
0: throw Wrath in there in that mix. I mean, you know, because really it was like a trifecta with those three. Eric Bischoff was a visionary in the sense that he wanted to find new
2: things. And the Mortal Kombat was all the hype in the mid-'90s. And the Glacier, I mean, You spend all this money on these vignettes
0: and the costume designs, which cost them thousands of dollars, the, the, if
2: not hundreds of the, thousands of dollars. So,
0: so the armor that Glacier would walk to the ring to, they estimated around $35,000 yeah. just for that armor. that Granted, he only wore that when he walked to the ring. He didn't wear it in the ring when he was wrestling. He just wore it to get to the ring, $35,000. Then when you factor in all the fake snow... The, the neon blue laser light show that they would put on when he would make his entrance and do his karate moves. First off, in, in some of those cases the entrance lasted longer than the frickin' match. Um, hmm, I
1: wonder
0: they, they the and there's talk also rumors that? going around that it costs like almost five hundred thousand dollars between the armor, the intro, everything, and that's just to get to the ring. Like, you know, it was a poor man's looking sub-zero. I remember as a kid thinking, like, oh man, you know, the, the vignettes, the entrance was all cool. And then when it came do- time for the in-ring work, eh. Yeah,
2: they said that, they estimate that it almost cost about half a million dollars, all said and done, everything for Glacier, and you get a couple of matches. I
0: mean, you know, shout out to Chris Canyon for being a green oh, love Shao Kahn reptile ripoff. Totally
2: underestimated thing. Uh, wrestler you got a shit gimmick with that Mortis.
0: Yeah, and then um, and then like like I say, you don't have Wrath in the picture. But I mean, Wrath, I mean, for a while he was portrayed by uh, Adam Bomb, Brian Clark. You know, so I mean, you had those three that were you know trying to bring the Mortal Combat craze to WCW, and just great in theory as far as in ring execution did didn't work.
1: How great is that picture? I, I, found I love it, all, it. I found it. All yeah, cool. I gotta
0: give you a I know you're listening to this.
2: It's Glacier. Standing uh, one right next to Mortis, looking eye to eye, and then he's got the it, Mortal Kombat
0: fight. It, it looks like it something do? almost out of like Mortal Kombat three. You know, the character face off before you actually fight in the uh, in the game. So, no, it, definitely a cool picture. I'm Is it cool enough to to for them
1: to move on, or the Spirit Squad you know, moves move on. To well, me, I mean, Spirit it, Squad it, moves on. Yeah. Say. You What's were talking. Name? You were talking about uh, long entrances, right?
2: Yep. Sandman. Oh, it, that's basically all this man was was an entrance, but man, was it a fucking hell of a cool ass entrance! ECW was low key enough to get away with doing Enter the Sandman by Metallica. <laughs> Just come Please don't out, sue us
0: for copyright. <laughs> come out smoking a cigarette.
2: He's like, uh, had a had like a six pack of Budweiser in his pocket down his side of his leg.
0: It was badass. He was, you, you know, it's kind of funny. I was re, uh, I was rewatching a uh, uh, thing from the Pat McAfee show the other day, like where he actually interviewed Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this wasn't too long after Pat McAfee had his uh, second match, uh, the War Games match uh in, in nxt and they're sitting there talking and you know stone cold brought up it's funny he gets so many people that know him for the beer drinking but he's like you know how many times i get asked like how the hell could you go out there and smash those beers against your head and he's like no nah, it wasn't me that was the Sandman, man man i just cheers myself in the ring and dumped Dude all the legit beer on me bust like, himself open with the i
1: got a quick game. question kurt yeah describe the picture where is he He's in. He's up in the Raptors.
2: Oh no! He's up in the Raptors. That's where he started every time. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So let's go to our, who he's against. Oh, I'm sorry. He's still coming to the ring.
0: <laughs> is this is this one night stand? Like ECW oh, sure one sure. night stand?
1: Yeah, no, it looks like it though. But like seriously, like now he's in the, Now he's in the In the fans, drinking a beer. Hmm. Right. All right. Let's go. Let's see who's going against Mister America.
0: I'm. If you want to talk I'm about this, I'm just I'm just gonna say this. you can move Sandman on right now. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to talk about Mister America, th- look, I didn't vote to have Mister America in the worst gimmick, or he was not on my list. I know. Uh, uh, Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey him was him on shocked. I put him on there. Yeah, no, Ramsey was shocked. I know on Bleacher Report he's their number four worst WWE gimmick. Just to me, like even watching That's it right. back then, cool. you knew it was Hulk Hogan. And I know what you're gonna say.
1: It's not the worst gimmick. It's not the best gimmick. It's the most stupidest gimmick. They should have learned from. It's one of those things. Do one thing, learn from it. Fake Diesel. Fake Razor was a mistake by WWE. It was stupid. That is stupid. Then if you go look at the uh, advertisements they put out, and it says, could it be Mark Henry?
0: Yeah, it that, that was... It, just be, it
1: was just stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. It was the most dumbest, stupidest thing. That's why
2: I had to put him on the okay. list.
0: Well, Sandman. That's yeah, not Sandman. That, that, that,
2: like, that's but can we put target.
1: Sandman on? Because he's still coming to the <laughs> ring.
2: He <laughs> might still be coming to the ring. You know? No, 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 no. Well, yep. I mean... Oh, did you get this woman? Hey, why not a cigarette? That cigarette huh? I think they played the song like two or
0: three times <laughs> on I mean, look, I mean, Hulk Hogan's look. probably been fired by Vince twice before Sandman gets to the ring. <laughs> I mean...
1: Just listen to this, though. That's his gimmick. It was his entrance because That's the match was. was fucking terrible. Every yeah. time. The matches were terrible. The fucking entrance was like, all uh, right. The, 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 gimmick, the gimmick
0: definitely was what got him over. Absolutely.
1: All right, let's start going to our second bracket, which is the other side of the tracks bracket, which is the Mid-Southern Wrestling uh from 1977 and 1989 in the Memphis territories.
0: Um good old Mid-South Coliseum, baby. Man, that, that
1: man. Memphis. Woo, memories. Uh, let's go to our first match. Ravishing Rick Rude.
2: Whoof. Man talk about a guy that can live, that, live up to that gimmick. Only one man, you know, Rick yeah. Rude, had the look. The fact that he would put,
0: like, you know, other, Jake the Snake's wife on his trash. I mean, Trunks. look, any wrestler can go in the ring and talk shit and basically talk about how women want to be with him, men want to be him, and that he can legit steal anybody's girlfriend that was out of the crowd. If anybody that said that, could actually back it up with the look, it would be Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, he is great at being a slimy, sleazeball of a heel. But, I mean, that's one guy where, you know, the gimmick was amazing, but the in-ring work um, might be the only thing that overshadowed it because he was just a freaking beast in the ring. The tights, the, the tights. I
1: love the tights. Oh, yeah. Every week, the tights. The tights itself could be a gimmick win.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so who we got him going up against
1: Randomized. this is all randomized okay
0: I doubt you but it is have. it
2: is trust me ultimate warrior oof oh that was 1990 that, War- see that, uh, 1990
0: summer yeah I mean it was an interesting little feud right there I mean look I was a little warrior mark back in the day um I mean so so here's the difference I was talking before about how ravishing Rick Rude Ooh. <laughs> nice ass shot there that's right <laughs> But like I was talking about where there's anything that can maybe overshadow Ravishing Rook Rook's gimmick, it would be his in-ring work because it was just flawless in everything that he did. He was just so good in the ring. Ultimate Warrior was the direct opposite. If it weren't for the gimmick, would we even be talking about Jim Hellwig or Warrior today? No. Because the in-ring work... Definitely not that great. Definitely Worse than Goldberg's, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean, look, if it wasn't for Randy Savage helping to elevate him or Rick Rude helping to elevate yeah. him, I mean, the guy was terrible in the ring. But, I mean, the music pumped you up. Yeah. The running to the ring, the tassels flying in the air, the shaking of the ropes. I mean,
2: look, I hate the Warrior, but i got to give it to him, man. When you hear that music turn on, and then he just runs like a bat out of hell out of the curtains, man. I don't care if you hated him; you got amped up. I mean, dude, the pop that he got, and then when he started shaking the ropes, the pop that he got, especially when he the beat pop the that he got man, yeah,
0: honky tonk man,
2: legit like one of the biggest pops ever.
0: As much crap as I hate Dalton Warrior, I'm, I'm going Rick Rude. Yeah, I mean, I love Warrior, or like as a kid, I love Warrior. Some of the promos that he cut didn't make any sense, but you remembered it because of the intensity. But yeah, to me, ravishing Rick Rude is a no-brainer. Rick Rude. Well,
1: the 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 ass shot that Randy was talking about was I found a picture of a Ravishing Brew with Ultimate War
0: on his ass on the tights So we- and well but the the funny thing too is Warrior's face looks like he's about to squeeze one out <laughs> and it's like right there by I guess where Rick's asshole would be so yeah <laughs> ready for match 2? let's go oh by the way it's so <laughs> still have, hasn't room. gone to the ring yet <laughs> Uh, Fantasia, Fantasia.
1: Oh. Dude, I don't. I don't remember this guy at all.
0: Look, I, I, I'm, I'm I, glad I, there was some WWE list show or whatever where he was in the. Uh, he was in like the opening credits for it or something like that. But this guy was legit a one-off uh, appearance. Uh, so Fantasia was portrayed by uh, Harry Del Rio's. Have you heard of him? No, it's probably one of the reasons why you haven't heard of him. Supposedly it was only a one-time
2: appearance
0: in WWE. Yeah, no, I mean, it was was this mime-slash-magician gimmick that was doing all these crazy things in the ring, like pulling a long uh, handkerchief out of his mouth, um, apparently stealing his opponent's underwear, and then, like, Earl Hebner had the sad pleasure of officiating that match. He ended up stealing his underwear... Without Earl Hebner realizing what happened in the match, it's just oh, the whole thing. This. No, the whole thing was terrible. Oh, you just see the
2: match; it's one match. It's just it's god awful. It's
0: it'll stand out. It, 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 it was supposed to be like magic and wrestling. I don't. I do think it's really been to pulled off. Do theatrics off. in every match? How can you get keep that
2: pace up doing that? It, and when he did it, it was just so terrible. They're like, yes, scratch this. We're not.
0: Yeah, Why not? Why not? that's that's all I have to say about it. It was it was a terrible gimmick. Yeah. Please, nature- tell, please tell me he's up against another terrible gimmick, because...
1: The next gimmick is one I dis- I totally disagree with y'all choices, but you guys both had him on your list.
2: Yeah, me and EJ had to talk about this beforehand. Oh. I don't believe this is an actual gimmick. This man lived... He lived the gimmick! But it wasn't a gimmick. What's the gimmick? He
0: lived it. It's, he's a playboy. playboy. He's a playboy.
1: Nature boy, Ric Flair.
0: Yeah, no, I mean... You know, he's not on a lot of people's gimmicks list, but if you really think about it, I mean, he lived the gimmick. He portrayed himself as a playboy, limousine riding, jet flying, big house at the top of the hill, you know, the the girls, everything like that. He didn't just talk the talk, though. He walked the walk. He lived the gimmick. I mean, to me, you know, look, everybody says Undertaker's the best gimmick. Nature Boy Ric Flair to me is the best. I think that's gimmick. what the gimmick was supposed
2: to be. He just turned it into that because it was like showing off everything. He just—that's just who Ric Flair actually was as but, a human being. But kind of like
0: yeah, but again, kind of like talking about like Million Dollar Man lived now the gimmick because real, that was a gimmick. Yeah, gimmick. I know. I'm just but, saying, Nature Boy Ric Flair could have said all those things, and not really did it. He did it. He lived the freaking gimmick. That's why I don't, I, I don't look. Screw you. I don't even know. Ric Flair moves on. Like I said, who the hell remembers Fantasio outside that one. That's one era of the worst gimmicks
2: of all time. Yes. Uh, it's worse.
1: So Ric Flair moves on. Yeah. Still not in the ring yet.
2: <laughs> no, he's lighting up another SIG, man. He's Seriously, it, it was like 15 minutes him walking to the ring. look, his forehead's bleeding. <laughs> speaking um,
1: of the million dollar man.
2: Oh, wow. Ted DiBiase. Yes. One of the. Best gimmicks of all time. I mean, originally it was pitched that McMahon wanted to be a wrestler, and he had the gimmick of the Million Dollar Man. Uh, it was given to Ted DiBiase. Who, who could have played it better? I mean,
0: my God. I mean, between the laugh and everything else, I mean, you know, I mean, he, he definitely was the snarky, I'm better than you. Um... You know, guy, I mean, the fact that he was able to buy off some of his opponents, that, that he tried to buy his way to the WWF championship, it paid off Andre. I mean, come on.
1: You, you talk about how if that would have been Vince McMahon's gimmick, and literally in one of the vignettes, Million Dollar Man had Vince's wife on all fours, <laughs> barking like a dog. So that's uh, Vince.
0: He epitomized him Vince it's, McMahon. It's a gimmick that was so good. They've tried using it time and time again. Oh, they're going back people. to it. To I mean, mean well. Tiger Ali Singh, JBL, uh, Alberto Rio. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's classic old school WWF. None better. I mean, who we got? Who we got Ted going up against?
1: Let me give my inner Tony Schiavone.
2: The Yeti! Oh, God. When you talk about, like, the worst gimmick of WCW, this is up there. It was... They built this man. He thawed out of ice leading up to Halloween Havoc. And, you know, the big reveal... Uh, it was Hogan versus uh, the Giant. After the Giant fell off of a goddamn arena, would, would be dead, but... Off a
0: tower, yeah. And, like. But he comes back. And then here comes the Yeti! And it... Uh, Poor guy. <coughs> he, so so he, he goes down to the ring, and he's supposed to be doing a dual bear hug with the giant. And instead, he gets in the ring, and he basically dry humps Hogan from behind. It was a, the worst attempt of a bear hug you've ever seen, where he looks like he's he dry had, humping him. He had a week of buildup. He debuted on the Nitro right before Halloween Havoc. That happens. He dry humps Hogan. We don't see him again for a while. Then he materializes out of nowhere dressed as a giant ninja. Still goes by the name the Yeti, until like a week or two later they end up changing his name to the Super Giant Ninja.
2: Yeah. Poor Ron Reese. It was
0: just. Yeah, like just. It mean, it was that image will always stay in my head. I mean. You can't not. I think my mom had to give me the birds and the bees talk after watching Halloween Havoc that night and seeing Hogan get dry-raped in the ring. It's
1: funny how you gotta ask yourself from 1990 to like 96, it's like, what the fuck? Creating this shit in both WCW and WCW, did we get in this bullshit? 1995
2: will remain the worst year in professional wrestling for WCW and WWE. These cartoon gimmicks, ugh, terrible
1: Thank God. I was watching <laughs> <movies> <laughs> I,
0: like I'll say, this is the only reason why I was kind of apprehensive about mixing in the good and the bad gimmicks. But this, to me, this is a slam dunk, no brainer. Like there is no argument. It, 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 like Million Dollar Man moves on. Period. Well, the thing
1: too, let me put, let me put this on on a thing. All three of our lists, not we didn't rank them, but we all had him second on the list. So no matter who he's against, unless he's against the number one on the list was Undertaker on all three of our lists, then it would have been a slam dunk at all of them, pretty much.
2: And if they go back... Because subconsciously, so
1: you, you put in order that it's your
2: favorites. True.
1: Let's move on to the next match. Oh, by the way, Sandman's still not over so, in the yeah,
2: Takes that other Budweiser out of his pocket, opens it up. You see the rain, the beer comes shower down on him. Oh, God. Shane Kerwin. You talk about like Kerwin just White. Worst ideas, and especially at this time when you really shouldn't be doing this. Um, Kerwin White, poor Chavo Guerrero, they just repackaged, and the guy's Mexican American, and you give
0: him this, I'm the white guy, Everything's was better he, being white. He, yeah, he denounces his uh, Latino heritage. Yeah. He's like, I'm a white guy now. He bleaches his hair, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he starts dressing in like golf, like like country club esque gear, you know, with like the golf shirts, the sweater tied around the neck. Um, actually, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler making caddy. an appearance as yeah. a caddy, rode down to the ring in a golf cart. I mean, you know, the sad thing was it took. Eddie Guerrero's death. untimely death for him to drop that gimmick completely. completely. Otherwise, who knows how long Vince McMahon would have left this shit on TV. Like One of the most offensive gimmicks, gimmicks they've done.
2: Yeah. And his opponent?
0: Ooh, perfect.
2: Mr. perfect. I mean, d- again... This, this isn't fair, but... Yeah. Mr. Perfect was just... The, the vignettes were just so badass to build up. He could do everything.
0: You know, just seeing him, like... Throw a football and then run down the field and catch it. The vignettes, <laughs> the, see, the vignettes were money. They were money. I mean, you know, the fact that he could Kurt could sh- just shoot a three-pointer behind his back, no look, you know, and swish it. Um, you know, I—I I read something again when I was doing research for all these different gimmicks or whatever that supposedly Terry Taylor was offered either the Mister Gimmick the or Mister Perfect character or the Red, the Red Rooster. The Rooster. The Red Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean and. If Terry Taylor was actually, and the rumor innuendo says that, if he was actually that stupid to pick the Red Rooster over Mr. Perfect, then it's, you know, he's got no reason to bitch and moan about being the No, I, I heard
1: that he was going to be slated to do Mr. Perfect, but he got hurt. And then they went with Kurt Henning for before, before Mr. Perfect, and then without having a gimmick, they came up with the Red Rooster. It wasn't a choose, he got hurt. And that's he fell into See, a, like
0: I read he chose, and that's, that's why no, I was like well, yeah, Hands better. down, perfect wins this one. You know, I mean yeah. Perfect was another Perfect was another dude that was just flawless in the ring. I think it might be something in the water in Minnesota, you man. Like, I mean you think about a great gimmick is you could
2: try to picture somebody else who could play the role better than that guy could play it out of every wrestler, and you can't. Kurt
1: angles was perfect for the role. It's just not the vignettes. It's when he comes in the ring and he spits his gum out. And his his I was about to say that. Every single time. Tossing was, uh, a towel
0: behind the back and catching it without looking. I mean.
1: I started doing that, and I got in so much trouble in school doing that.
0: One of the best Intercontinental champions uh, in, in history, too. I mean, not enough love for that. You yeah. know? I mean, that was at a time where the IC gold was in some ways kind of maybe held in higher regard than the world title. Yeah,
1: so we're half done. That's the end of the second bracket. That same man still hasn't gone <laughs> to the ring yet. We're not declaring one winner until he gets to the ring.
2: He's just bashing himself in the head now with the end of this another beer can.
1: But um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the second half of the bracket. <laughs> yeah. All right, welcome back. We're about to start our second... Uh, part of the of our last two brackets, but on a quick reba- uh recap, we have in the parts unknown bracket, Godfather moving on and he'll be facing Razor Ramon in the next bracket. Uh Spirit Squad uh will face Sandman in the other part of that bracket. Uh basket bracket basket. <laughs> Um on the other side of the tracks bracket we got Rick Rude moving on and facing Rick Flair. Actually, it would be a great, real matchup. Yeah. Um, and the, the other match will be the Million Dollar Man versus Mr. Perfect. So pretty much we got four excellent wrestlers wow. with their gimmicks.
0: So that's, that's one bracket where your top four seeds basically moved on, pretty much. Yeah. There was no seeds. It's all randomized. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: And yet, we need to mention, Sami has not officially won his match. He has not entered the ring yet.
2: He's been they're probably on the third time playing. He's in the there right now. Oh, hey! hey.
1: I knew that was a very long proactive, but I thought that would be funny. Oh, to do.
0: This is so, true.
1: <laughs> so our next bracket is the Bad Street USA bracket. Uh Jim Cracker Promotions, nineteen thirty one to eighty eight. And the famous Charlotte Coliseum. Do you guys know <laughs> what it's called now? No. Bojangles Arena.
0: Oh! Now, look, that's some damn good chicken. Oh, that is. L- awesome. Like, you crucify me about Popeye's being in New Orleans, but, you know, like, look, yeah, I-, I could go for some Bojangles so like so. chicken. Bojangles
1: there. breakfast sandwich. That's what up. I heard. You know, Bojangles, if you listen, pop us up. a shout. All right, you ready for the first matchup in this bracket? We got
0: Mantar. Mantar. Ugh, God. The, the 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 highlight of Mantar was that he walked to the ring in a freaking bull head it's supposed to be half man half bull when he took the the headgear off he acted like a bull in the ring he snorted at his opponents he headbutted them all this stuff just you know there there were there were cartoony gimmicks that Sort of got over in the day and age. This was one that definitely did not... Again,
2: what year we talking? 1990. But, but, the,
1: but the problem with this, though... I'm sorry to cut, it, cut know, you know, off, Kurt. But the the makeup with the eyes to go on is to represent the horns. But the, his mask, he really couldn't get in the ring because it was just he, too he, long. He, couldn't. he yeah. couldn't get in the ring right. It was awkward. Well, I, th- I thought he was going to like break, break something getting into the ring.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. That is a great point because you're 100% right. They talked about that on... Uh, like, you know, I don't want to say that in the podcast, but yes. It was just, Mike Halleck was, poor guy, gave a shit gimmick, and this is WWE at his all-time worst, 1995. Ugh, terrible. Yeah, the fact that he mooed at his opponent I know, he mooed at his opponents.
1: Move on to their his opponent.
0: Waka waka. Legion of Doom. See, Dragon like, Warriors. again, uh, this is the only reason why I think putting the good and the bad together is just is not fair, because the Legion of Doom... The road I mean, but, Warriors. I but mean, let me
1: ask you this. As good as a gimmick as War Warriors is, it's a great gimmick. But how bad was fucking Mantar? You gotta give credit to how bad the gimmick I, was. I'm actually
2: trying to equate that into this equation now. I didn't do it that's what you gotta equate. Round.
1: I know what you say, is like, it, what's a better gimmick, but what is, what's even. It could be more successful as, as like, so. Yeah, so memorable. Yeah, but, but then, versus what's but, but, so
0: freaking cool. There are some gimmicks that are so bad they're good. But, like, this is just not. It, 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 there's no salvaging that. And especially, I like was, I said, I I, with the repairing.
2: Ideas are bad on paper. Whoever wrote down this idea and, like, yeah, we're actually going to really do this, like, and how can. And expect the f- crowd to accept this. Like, say what you love about the Road Warriors. Uh, they're one of the greatest tie teams. We did this whole thing last week.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm actually gonna throw a vote for Mantar, Just how fucking bad it was. He I couldn't I get vote. in the
0: fucking ring. I know. I gotta go Mantar
2: on this one. Look, I really I, it was do. a disaster. Go,
0: look, but here's the thing. Like, as far as the gimmick with the Road Warriors, the thing is, you could put shoulder pads with spikes on anybody, have them paint their faces up or whatever like that. But at the end of the day, when the bell rings, you gotta you gotta work. I mean, look. We're not talking the, about the work. I know, but I'm just saying, like, these guys looked intimidating. When they got in the ring and started working, they were intimidating. Like, I'll bring this up.
1: How we said that Ric Flair lived his gimmick, it was his gimmick, that's them in the real fucking life. Well, yeah. So, really, we you could call it a I'm gimmick. I'm also
2: factoring that into this equation as well. I don't really look at them as a gimmick because I'm like, those guys were that crazy and looked like that in real life. I don't that's like bounce. That's, that's a Minnesota bounces bounce oh, yeah. right there.
1: Yeah, you can say like, oh yeah, they, these motherfuckers fight in real life. To me, you that's know? real
2: life. Not so much
0: a gimmick that they made great. It just was them. I'm not. I'm not gonna vote Mantar. I can kind of see where you're going as a deciding vote. I'm, I'm. I'm side with Kurt. You're go going to upset. It. It it's just, an upset. It's such a terrible idea. It's a terrible yeah. You could not give him the fucking ring. And i got a, I got to
2: vote for one that's bad. Look, look, look. Was, God, here, here it goes. I've got a few that hold we're going to talk about later that hold I'll on. vote
0: for that are okay. bad. But hold on, hold, hold it, on, so- hold
1: here, on. Here's two things you got to think about. Road Warrior's wearing fucking shoulder pads on his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. They could get in and out of the ring right, right? He's wearing this bull head on his shoulders, Right. He couldn't get in the ring with it. But but here's the thing. It's a disaster. But the
0: photo you have up is him in the ring.
1: Because they had to take it off and put it back on every time he got in the ring. I was looking for the photo of him going through the ring. I couldn't find one. Yeah, because he, what they did was they one. cut it off. <laughs> they never showed him try to get in the ring. Screen, cap- right.
0: screen capture next time. Shoot the video. Screen capture no. that. They cut off. They cut,
1: they cut it off. They uh. never showed it. If you didn't go to a house show and see
2: it, it's fucking ridiculous. Just uh, bad ideas. It has to advance. I have to advance that
0: based on this. Speaking about another shitty gimmick, huh. Shockmaster. See, now this is one that I mean. Again, it's going to be a matter of matchup depending. But Shockmaster, I would move on just because that is a gimmick that will live in infamy. The number one be- worst gimmick that pops up when you think bad gimmicks, everybody's mind. This has to be the number one. Poor, it, poor Fred Ottman, man. I mean, you know, it comes from WWF where, you know, he's known as Tugboat, which Tugboat was a terrible gimmick. Yeah, but, I mean, was terrible, yeah. he was, he was likable, he was lovable. Typhoon. Then it becomes typhoon. typhoon as part yeah. of the natural disasters. I mean, look, he had some bad gimmicks that got over well in WWF. Comes over to WCW, supposed to be the ringer for British Bulldog, Sting, and Dustin Rhodes heading into uh, Clash of Champions. And supposed to bust through the damn wall like the Kool Aid Man, and instead he looks like a bumbling idiot. They placed a, th- a, uh, place a is placed a poorly placed two storm. by four. He yeah, had a, he had a glittered up Star Wars uh, stormtrooper helmet on, so he couldn't see out of it. Dude, it number dude, one,
2: which looked terrible. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows what it is. And then you, the poor guy, when they did the rehearsal, they didn't have that extra uh like two by two four, by four on the yeah. bottom got tripped and it came flying off and it was just shit on right out of the gate between, and then between to
0: the bedazzled stormtrooper helmet the terrible uh, duster vest thing that he was wearing and then Oli and Anderson in the look back...
1: How, look how high his fucking pants is. He's
0: covered up his belly button. I mean, look, look at that look at gut, man. Why are you putting him in a be proud, duster... Be you proud, you proud, you proud of your gut. But why are you putting him in a freaking duster vest and jeans, you know, with the gut covered up? Like, oh, my God. So that, but then you got Oli Anderson in the back that's supposed to be cutting, you know, the, the promo for him. Oh, I am the Shockmaster. And he can barely keep from giggling as he's trying to, like, cut this promo that's supposed yes. to be Fred Ottman talking. <laughs> who who was, uh, who was laughing uh,
1: when he... Danny Boy. The- Danny Boy! He, he fucking fell on, on his horse yeah. uh, Who else was laughing?
2: think sting. They... they oh. Oh. Well, I'm glad you actually put it this way, the pictures. They show a bleach blonde hair thing of the 80s and surfer early 90s. A uh, surfer sting. And then you put the crow sting. Oh. Is that him falling? Showing <laughs> oh. <Just> images <laughs> of shockmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tripping right on his ass. Oh, I just hear Davy Boy. Oh, this fucking horse. Oh
1: God. So I put I put all I put the the many faces of Sting because only you had uh, Randy you had a uh, Crow Sting Crow Sting. But I was like, it's not fair to all of them because they're all were great gimmicks.
2: And you got Tomato face thing when he was at yep. the red W, black and uh, black
0: and red Wolfpack. And then, but I mean, realistically, if you think about it, between between the original Crow Sting in '96, all the way to like his WWE WWE run, to even with AEW now, he still rocks the Crow look. So I mean, he actually has had that look longer than he's had. Yeah, but he's also not—he's not—he's not hes
1: not, hes not 21 well, yeah, and but a body I mean, of a
0: surfer either. but I mean, he yeah. could have also adapted the face paint into something else. I know he did like Joker Sting thing for oh, a while Ruth there. But... TNA to try something new it was the only time everyone healed, to my knowledge, uh, in wrestling. See, like uh, I love Crow Sting. I mean, like the only thing though I'm going to remember is a year and a half of build up
2: to Starcade. Fourteen months build up to Starcade. Awesome build up.
0: And then the shit execution Whoa. of the match. That's horrible. Like, works. I mean, granted, Crow Sting is very memorable, but I mean, it's the fucking shock. It's master the Shockmaster, man.
2: You gotta go shock master. Cinderella
0: oh, wow. has to move on. I
2: love Sting. Like I said, love wow. Sting. There are
0: some heel gimmicks that I will, or not heel, but like terrible gimmicks that I will vote for, and this is one that I have I mean, this is zero the... qualms moving on. Yeah. It's I apologize. i was shocked on that one, but. Shockmaster, baby. There, there's gotta be a shocker in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I thought we had the
1: shocker with Mantar, but I was like, okay, I like it. See? Now we get see now we get the bad and the good? Get some upsets. But Surfer Sting was always my favorite. See, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah, uh, love it.
0: Surfer Sting, but
1: I literally was on the on the fence putting on um someone on this list that nobody had and it was the great Muda. Mm. I, I loved his gimmick with the, the mist and everything and the match Oh, that's always the memorable matches. Sting versus Great
2: Muda. Yeah, yeah. they were good matches.
1: Alright, so our next matchup
0: is Kane. Kane! That's gotta be Kane. I mean, look, if if your randomizer put up the the best Glenn Jacobs We'll find out. We'll f- with the worst. I mean, look. I wish.
1: And, I'll tell you this. I wish. But, I was hoping for that.
0: I mean, Kane is is a gimmick that really probably think if you really it. think about it should have had the longevity. But like that two it years, did. not even that. Like a year or two, because they would just do gimmicks to give the Undertaker opponents. Yeah, and then how long lasted? But I mean, like this was so close to his um, his gimmick when he was in uh, 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 Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain. Um Unibomb, yes, thank you. You know, I mean, that was like as close to that gimmick as, as you got while he was in the WWF, WWE. But I mean, the concept of it was so great. And the fact that like his long lost brother. His long lost brother that burned alive and, and he's Undertaker alive. thought he was dead. And, you know, come to find out, nope. And he's also Paul Bearer's bastard child, you know, and, and all this other stuff with Undertaker's mom. He makes that memorable debut as the steel cage door open
2: the fact that he lasted 20 years with that gimmick and that the gimmick
0: also evolved over time yep. you know cause when he first debuted he had to speak with the voice box mm-hmm. you know and then it went from that to where he could talk and, like, I'm thinking of that memorable thing with Hulk Hogan, The Rock, the Rock and him. And he starts cutting, like, a little Hulkamaniac, uh, you know, promo or whatever like that. And they took the mask off of him? It, yeah, took the mask off with RVD, and he goes he goes psychotic, and he goes back to being that evil, like, you know, I'm going to destroy everything that's in my path thing. You know, I mean, like, there's so many different faces of Kane, but the big red machine, the big red monster, you you know, you name it. Um, like I said, like almost like the Undertaker in the sense that a gimmick that maybe shouldn't have lasted as long no. as it did, but that it, goes straight to Glenn Jacobs. Yeah.
1: Well, we're gonna give Glenn Jacobs uh, the award for Mister Gimmick because he's on this list three times with three separate gimmicks.
0: You actually? Oh, They're- okay. So I, um, I know what the other I two may talk are. I don't
2: want to shit on the list, but I got one other guy that could. I have to give a shout out to. But
1: him. unfortunately, it's nothing. Neither, neither one of those other two. The goon. Oh,
2: the goon. Oh, God. I went to a house show, and they offered us this. The goon. A guy who was just, uh, kicked out of every hockey league there was because he just couldn't follow the rules and kept fighting.
0: And, I mean, look how terrible he is. That's see, not even regulation, or I do or See, like, I, you could lump all of the WWF occupational gimmicks into, like, one fell swoop. Between, no, no, like, like some of like, those are so bad they have to be mentioned. And
2: I know some of the ones who will yeah. be
0: over on this list. I mean, like to me though, he's like a poor man's Brooklyn Brawler. Like, you know, at least Brooklyn Brawler, you know, he's a tough guy that loved to fight, lost every match that he was in, you know, put over people. But I mean, at least Brooklyn Brawler was more memorable than the goon. I I, uh, I just like how they went all in with the
1: with the wrestling boots as skates. I know. Yeah, that was. I when I did, I was like, what the fuck am i doing? But like, is that?
2: The boots look like
1: skates. That's I remember when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, no, I mean, I'm like, an ex-hockey player. I, I mean, was, I that's, was very, com- that's commitment to the character, I was very. Man. I was very, like,
1: wow, that's, wow. Unique boots, going on, yes. They're going, they're going all in on that terrible gimmick. That was terrible, but yeah. I was, like, I was very impressed just how they presented him. I mean, Costume-wise it, is, like, one of the... One I of mean, the, it's
2: something I would wear for Halloween, mean, Halloween as a spoof, even though nobody would probably know unless you're my age, but... It was a terrible idea. So Look, I got to go
0: Kane because it was idea. just one of the greatest. If only because I'm fearful that the mayor of Knoxville will actually come to my house and choke slam me if I don't move him on. I gotta, I gotta go with Kane. Yeah, I gotta go Kane.
1: With and I go to Knoxville all the time, so you know. <laughs> I, I was happy when he won. You won. I just wish he was a Democrat. No. So the last match in uh, this bracket, you ready? Duke. The dumpster. The dumpster Derosi. D-
2: See, so like speaking to your uh mid nineties, everybody had to have an occupation. I knew he had to I'm gonna it. say this.
1: I'll give you this before we start talking about him. That gimmick was if he had that gimmick, and if somebody a wrestler from ECW, NECW had that gimmick, it would have went over.
0: Oh yeah. But at
1: the time at WWE, yeah.
0: Pfft. I you know what like look, I got no malice or hate for Duke the Dumpster Sardrosy. I know he's on a lot of people's worst gimmick list. I didn't have him on the list. I think you actually texted me that you were shocked I didn't have him on the list. I, no, no there, there was another one that you were shocked I didn't have on the list, but... No, like, I I got no hate for Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. I mean, I actually liked him. I did like, like him when I was a 95. kid. Yeah. But like, the
2: fact that your gimmick is, you're a guy that's a... trash man that's coming to the, kind of the ring to
0: take out the trash. I mean, like... It,
2: no. It, how could you... Could you see that being a future world champion?
0: No. No.
2: No, you can't get that gimmick over. Or are you
1: going to put Belt in the trash can? Yeah, exactly. Maybe Hardcore Champion. That's the only
0: one I can think of. Hardcore Champion. Ma- imagine, I, just think, I just think it, it imagine, would be great, it would Imagine be great, if he had Medusa coming to the ring with him, you know? <laughs> I mean...
1: I think it, it would be a great gimmick for Hardcore Wrestling. If he yeah, was in Hardcore Wrestling. I'll give you that, yeah. Organization, I, think it would have been a, I think it would have been over. And uh, It was ahead of its
0: time. Gary loss
1: for him, though, in this <laughs> match, too.
2: Undertaker. Oh, Come on, what can be said about the
1: the Undertaker? Uh,
2: When he debuted, I'll admit, man, because I was at the age where, like, I was legitimately afraid of the Undertaker as a kid. When I saw him put the Ultimate Warrior in the casket, he was the first wrestler I actually was scared of. Just
0: big brooding and the athleticism. Seeing a guy that size climb the top rope, walk the ropes. The fact that it was so perfect, though, that he was very slow and methodical in a lot of the things that he did, and all of a sudden, boom, on a whim. Cat-like reflex, like, lightning speed, and then go back to being slow and methodical. It's like watching Lurch, you know, from Adam's, or not Adam's family, uh, The Munsters. <laughs> I, at I, mean, no, family. I actually yeah.
2: hated the gimmick initially because, like, nobody could hurt him. He was just this undead man who couldn't be, like, Hurt, no matter what moves you did to him, just nothing could stop him. But then I grew older, I saw his match quality, and you just began to love the guy. When he got the purple gloves, he became a good guy, and you're like, "Holy yeah. crap, dude!
0: You really mean, got over." It. To this, me, this, anyway. this is one guy that was able to morph that character over so many the course times, of thirty years yeah. to keep it fresh. And you know, like I wasn't the hugest fan of Biker Taker, you know, Dead Man Ink, whatever. But like, I will just remember. I thought, get, no, look, I'll remember the WrestleMania 20 when he came back at the Garden to go up against Kane and he brought back, like, New- the, the dead man gimmick. Yeah, the dead man yeah. But it was more of, like, that Western gunslinger as yeah. opposed to, like, the cartoonish Western Undertaker thing. Um, you know, like, he was literally the lone gunslinger coming out with the fire and the druids and everything like that. Like, I, I nothing but love for the Undertaker. I'm sorry, Duke. Undertaker's moving on.
1: Was this, should this gimmick Lasted this long? The, going back It's like Kane. It's like, dead, I mean, dead, yeah. dead, it shouldn't last that long. It didn't, but that's a years. credit to Mark Calloway and fact that Mark it. It for oh, Mark
0: Halloway, getting that yeah. gimmick over. Because anybody else could have probably taken that gimmick and it had been dead within a month or two. Yeah, absolutely. He was able to take that gimmick and elevate it to so many new levels. Well, I agree. I. Uh,
1: you know, it's one of those, it's a couple of those gimmicks that was like, oh, this should be a couple months, and then next thing you know, it's. I think literally, it was just supposed to be a one, one feud with Hogan, and that was it. I think but so. But he just suppressed. But like, I remember me, Mark Calloway, in WCW. Was it? He was. He was legit. So Undertaker moves on. So in our last bracket, we got the Dudleyville bracket, <laughs> and. um... For the guys, I put the picture of the Dudley family up in there. We got everybody in there, sign guy, uh, Dudley Dudley, big dick. (laughs) Um, But, of course, Extreme Championship Wrestling 1992 to 2001 in the old ECW arena, a.k.a. the Bingo Hall.
0: Hey, hey, look, I I, I used to love playing bingo with my grandma back in the day. I'd be at that Bingo Hall every day of the week if I could.
1: So, we're going to go with our first matchup. Um, oop. Bastion <laughs> wow. Booger. I, okay. I double-clicked. The Bastion Booger versus Broken Matt Hardy.
0: See, right. I feel like if you're going to bring up Bastion Booger, we also have to give a shout-out that, to... That's what I was going to do. Friar Ferguson. Friar Ferguson,
2: and also... Uh, just Mike Shaw in general can make the argument for worst gimmicks of the 90s because in WCW he had Norm the Trucker and he had Norman the Lunatic. But mm-hmm. we're talking exclusively about Bastion Booger. It was a punishment because of his weight issue. So that's really what the gimmick was. He was like, oh, you don't lose weight? Okay, here. They couldn't do Friar Ferguson because he got in trouble with the he, church. He in had New a York. Catholic
0: church. So and they immediately had to cut that off, which is yeah. a terrible
2: gimmick. And now Bastion Booger, this gross guy who looked like he was just had meat sweats and just food all over him. He just just picking his moves. nose,
0: constantly boogers. It was a gross gimmick. Was, I mean, his, his gimmick was he was a slob. A slob, yeah. Terrible gimmick. Ugh. But, uh,
1: but uh, the, I just wanted, uh, the picture that we have on there is Survivor Series. Sebastian Booger boogers over Bushwhacker Doink.
0: Yeah, the fact that Doink the Clown uh, wasn't able to be there that night for uh, Survivor Series, and so they had to throw something together last minute. And you had men on a mission... And the bushwhackers that dressed up like Dwight the Clown. <laughs> yep. That was 90s, mid 90s WWF for
1: yeah. you. Yeah. The, but the Badge Boogers facing the broken Matt Hardy, okay. which was our TNA insertion of this list.
2: We had to put one TNA, and I actually love the broken Matt Hardy gimmick because I mean, all throughout the career, Jeff was always the most popular Hardy. This actually got Matt over more than Jeff at the time. It was so original. Matt would constantly reinvent himself. I love Matt Hardy version 1.0. But yep. It was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. WWE didn't get it, so they didn't really let him roll with it. So, fast forward, he's in TNA. He reinvents himself. This broken gimmick, larger-than-life, crazy character. You know, they did the whole vignette, the, uh, the match that he had with his brother Nero at the compound. Yeah, the um, final deletion. Final deletion, WWE copied it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things. It was one of the few instances where TNA it was like got an original it right. Idea. Yeah. TNA got it right, and WWE tried to mimic it. And you would think with WWE's budget, they could do it a hundred times better, and they didn't. Yeah. They couldn't. Yeah, it was the one. I
2: mean, was a reason to watch TNA when TNA wasn't good at all at this time.
0: No, like, I'm going to give a quick shout-out since I don't know why we can only do one TNA gimmick in this thing. But, I mean, I'm so going to give a quick shout-out.
2: Our gimmick
1: is to shit on TNA.
0: I get it, but, but I'm going to give a quick...
1: We give a two-minute uh, take every week, and we're not having a TNA segment this week, so he got, he got one. Look, I'm going to so give a quick
2: shout-out to You're my, my say, favorite TNA person, gimmick. I got two too, Randy. Black Machismo. Black, Black Machismo.
0: Loved it. I mean, the dude did everything from the tights. The jacket, the hat, the glasses, Lethal, he did the voice,
2: doing the sticking with the angle for like over a year as the Black Machismo. I had to give a shout out. Go, and go and he vineyards. does
0: an amazing awesome. Ric Flair too. Oh, um, so I mean, things. Jay Lethal, freaking love the dude. Okay. I had to give a quick shout out there. Right, but, but I mean, look, Broken Matt Hardy wins this one. Uh, yeah, I, look, Kirk said everything that needed to be said. He moves on. Bash and Booger sucks.
1: All right, the next, next up, Goldust.
2: Do you think a gimmick this shitty would ruin a guy's career, but this actually... uh,
0: Revolutionized his career. It it really did. I mean... It was it was definitely ahead of its time in the sense that some of the provocative things that he was doing, whether it was in the vignettes or the actual in ring stuff. I mean the guy had a uh, hot wife,
2: but he was like he didn't know if he was gay or straight, he was uh He he was androgynous. Uh,
0: androgynous. But I mean Marlena was so over the top too, you know, yeah. her big tits hanging out in a tight gold smoking dress, a cigar. smoking a cigar ringside, his director, not his manager. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the whole package, like, du- the natural Dustin Rhodes, not that he was forgettable, but it was, it was more like, was you know, this vanilla. is dusty, was, yes. yeah, very vanilla, this dusty son, he's living in dusty shadow. Him going to the WWF and portraying that character, it really helped him break out into his own. Oh, exactly. And,
2: it showed you what he could do, how entertaining he could be, and even... The f- I gotta give a shout-out to when he was electrocuted and just making me laugh my ass off <laughs> with the stutter. Started stuttering. He and he reinvented himself as Goldust, you know. I, um, you know. I
0: mean, like, So so when him and Marlena break off from each other, then he really goes off the deep end with some of the more perverse stuff, like when he ended up getting paired they, up they, with Luna Vachon. They and to and tone that down. They, they did, but this was also in the days of the Attitude Era yeah. where he was pushing some of those lines before. Now he was just jumping over the lines with that stuff. But I mean... Like, honestly, it, even the look itself, you look at Dustin Rhodes in AEW today, he still rocks the face paint. It's not gold or anything like that, but he still paints himself up, wears that unitard-looking thing. Mm. I mean, like, it, it it's just a look that you symbolize with him.
1: Yep. We're talking about living the gimmicks. Uh, the picture up is with Goldust and Marlena, and they literally took pictures in their gear and had them up in their house for real yeah, life. Cody would talk about how you know, the Raw you know, magazine when he like <laughs> hold his wife's boobs with his uh, The head hands. and shit into that. I was like...
2: And like he like, thinks it was really cool and Cody's like, oh, okay, you got these pictures. Dustin so. had something like
1: loose. <laughs> so his opponent is the one with multiple opponents. Macho King. Jerry Lawler. King, King, Booker. Booker. King Booker. So you get the drift. King Barrett. It's the King gimmick mm-hmm. in general. King Harley.
2: The King, King Shavis. Shavis. So, uh King,
0: King Corbin. So I mean. this is an
2: interesting, because we're playing off of the King gimmick, which has been utilized in wrestling for decades. It's reinvented with numerous uh, superstars uh, portraying the gimmick either terribly or bringing their own unique twist on it, like King Booker. Uh, Macho King, you know uh, the original King. In our opinion, Jerry the King Lawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's a unique gimmick. You know, it's played out by now, but uh, for its time, it was very interesting. It gave guys like it made Macho Man when he was a heel, gave him a whole new direction to go and took it to a
0: whole new level. Yeah. But I mean, it was it wasn't just Macho Man getting that gimmick over. It was also Queen Sherry that really exactly. helped to push that gimmick. King Booker, Love King where Booker. would King Booker be without Queen Charmel? Queen Charmel. I mean, um, granted, Jerry the King Lawler didn't really need, I mean, I guess maybe the closest thing I could equate to it would maybe be the cat. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, like, see, this is a tough one because it's not Goldust going up against one person because I think, like, I know for me, if you maybe put Goldust against Macho King or Jerry or even King Booker, that maybe would sway me more towards that. But if we're just looking at the King gimmick as a whole versus Goldust... Like, if I'm going to vote, I'm going to vote Goldust.
2: I got to go Goldust because I, you look at that gimmick and you're like, nobody. You would be made fun of for years for having that crap. You'd be looking back in your past, regretting that. He owned it, lived it, and made it, you know, how many years? God, he's been doing it for so long. I, it's just amazing that he could do that. So I got to give it to Dustin.
1: He's a rose. -hmm. They overcome WWF's bad gimmicks. That is true. (laughs) Goldust gets to win and moves on. So, move on. We got
2: Isaac Yankem DDS. (laughs) Terrible ideas of the mid '90s. Uh, Jerry the King Lawless personal dentist, and it was a plotting play on Bobby the Brain Heenan's. Oh, you go see a dentist? Oh, you must see Isaac Yankem. And
0: then they made that into
2: an actual. Jared. Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs. Poor Glenn Jacobs.
0: I mean, you got Unabom coming from Smoking Mountain Wrestling. Uh, I think if if Glenn Jacobs debuts as, as that, who knows? Like that's a gimmick that might have stuck for a while. Instead, you saddle him with this shit. It, he he basically was there only for a few months, like to a half year, to feud with Bret Hart. That was it, yeah. And it built up to the SummerSlam match, and that was it. And they um, mash the then M- they then they saddle him with the fake Diesel gimmick which, or imposter Diesel, which you were saying that that's probably going to show up on this list too. But the fact that uh, you know Glenn
2: Jacobs had some terrible gimmicks, and they didn't get to showcase his idea, but just for terrible ideas, Isaac Yankem, come on, see, Man, look, and I almost
0: it. feel like if, if if you did indeed do this, and we'll find out when when the next like three people show up on here, I almost feel like you should have done with this, like what we did with uh, Foley, which. I know it's gonna be popping I'm not
1: I'm not putting the bad gim- gimmicks with a good gimmick. I'm not putting Glenn Jacobs as for all his uh things.
0: No, but I'm talking about all the bad gimmicks. But you have to give a shout Glenn out to Jacob. Glenn Jacobs he's two, up with terrible two, gimmicks.
2: That, look, that poor guy has some terrible gimmicks. As legendary as he is. We'll discuss
1: this. This was a bad gimmick. No, oh, that no, was a terrible gimmick. We'll get to Diesel, fake Diesel and fake razor in a bit. But he faces the fucking Repo Man. Okay.
0: Oh, dude, look, Repo Man wins. He's one like, of
2: those ones that when you look back on, you laugh. And you even do the impression because it's so over-the-top ridiculous. But at the time, one, Barry uh one of the demolition, you repackage him.
0: as a fucking Repo guy, Repo
2: Man. Like, they I mean, do serve that No, is. look,
0: look. I mean, because I don't know if He's you've like seen... He's like the Riddler, running around. I oh, I, 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 like, I don't know if you've seen Repo Man. They don't wear, you know... Like burglar, face, they don't wear the burglar coverings oh, like, and walk around with like hooks and stuff like that. Like he looked like the damn cheeseburger. it looked like the Batman from the uh,
2: the Adam West Batman character, like the Riddler, and just laughing constantly and running around. It was so absurd. I it was like, love it. It looked
1: like the Riddler, the burglar,
2: yeah. and a rat. Yeah, like uh the fucking uh the, Jimmy, the hamburger thief from McDonald's. The
0: hamburger. Hamburger. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Nah, look. Hamburgers. Barry Darso Repo Man wins <laughs> this hands down. I gotta go, Repo Man.
1: Oh uh, shit, Repo Man moves on.
0: I got a feeling Repo Man's gonna be Cinderella in this bracket. We'll see what happens. I secretly love him. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I love Repo Man.
1: <laughs> so the last match. The many faces of
2: Foley. God, I like to see who he goes I, up against. I don't.
0: I mean, I, this I think isn't even fair. It, it's gonna be what? Imposter Diesel or Imposter Razor? Yeah. right well, okay. That's, so I will equate yeah, good and bad
2: into this equation. But come on, can, Mick Foley. I don't even drive. like. I'll
0: be honest. I don't even need to. I don't even need you to hit the PowerPoint to to move it. Like to show their picture that Mick Foley's moving on. I mean, we we like we sat there for a second. We thought, Hold on. can talk. we put mankind? Play devil's advocate. Can we put? You know, Cactus Jack, can we put dude love? Realistically, though... It's Mick Foley. Yeah, I mean, yes. at the end of the day, Mick Foley got every single one of those gimmicks over. Like, mankind, realistically...
1: Should not have gone over. I was just about to say that. Yeah. should not have.
0: They brought him into feud with Undertaker, and it's like, if you got this dead man, like you have to put somebody psychotic and crazy against him.
2: Exactly. I mean,
0: Mick Foley pulling out his own damn hair to get the freaking character over. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, like the the mask is so memorable. It's like like Hannibal Lecter, but on crack. Like the between the mask, the whole the name, mankind. Like first off, the name, mankind. Stupid name for a wrestler. Mick Foley makes it work. Oh, and yeah, like even with Dude Love, you're like, how goofy is that shit? The vignette, like, look. I wasn't into Mankind at all until the vignettes with Jim Ross, like the yeah. interviews with Jim Ross, so where we start learning more about movies. Mick Foley. They plant the seeds for dude love, all that stuff. And then at the end of it all, I think it was like a four-part deal. At the end of it, he goes crazy on JR and gives him the mandible claw yeah. and all that stuff. But then even fast forward to goofy Mankind. Like we started... Oh. All the stuff with the corporation and Mr. McMahon and Mr. Sacco and, and everything like that. Like Nobody else but Mick Foley makes that work. You're trying to reinvent his image, put on the little
2: the little white shirt with the top.
0: I mean, we know how badass Cactus Jack was. I mean, we saw WCW, ECW, and then he brings that hardcore edge with him to the WWE, uh, WWF, WWE when he comes. You know... Dude love is just him being out there being a goof and having fun. And you have to see that side of him. He played it well, yeah. Yeah, like... No, nah, like, to me, it's a no-brainer. All three phases of Mick Foley are moving You know what, so it's just,
1: it's just in, we got an announcement for next week's episode. Our next week's episode's about Mick Foley.
0: Hey-o, So our first... It's gonna be our first wrestler we're, we're gonna try not to go over two hours, but it'll be tough because we got a lot of great memories of yeah, Nick so Foley. Much that we history definitely history, wax yeah. poetic about him for a while. Go for
1: so it. the the biggest thing is he's facing fake Diesel, fake Razor, and this is this is now for a bad gimmick. It's one of those. This is a stupid. This is why I couldn't put Glenn Jacobs in this. It's not bad. It's just not bad. It was a stupid decision gimmick.
2: It's like, okay, so they they talked about how we're going to have Razor, Ramon, and Diesel next week on Raw, and you're sitting there like, what? wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, what? They're in WCW, like, how, how is this going to be? What are they going to do? And then, I think they made their debut on Survivor
0: but, Series in uh, 96, I want to say. I, I, I could have sworn that it was sooner than that, because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think back, because I mean, again, we're we're going back to like 96 a year. That's a forgettable moment. It was late 96.
2: And the fact that they like said that, hey, we're gonna have Razor and Diesel on our list are uh, coming up on a raw they advertise them and you're you like, wait a minute, Scott Hall, Kevin Asher and WCW, what are they gonna do? Who do we get? And then you're like, Oh, you know, we were kids, we didn't really realize, oh legally they own the rights to the they could put whoever the hell they wanted to. Yeah. So they put poor Glenn Jacobs as fake Diesel and I can't think of who played fake Diesel. Dude, that's
1: like, that's like that's like your Razor and wrong got stung by a bee. and you was a
0: naphlac in shock. Yeah. You know, well, like when I think of, when I think of um when I think of Razor Ramon, I think like chiseled abs, chiseled pecs, the the hair on the chest, everything like that. This dude and, came out of a bar. <laughs> yeah, basically the beer, got everything like. Uh, uh. And Diesel um, got
1: and and the new Diesel got uh gained weight.
2: Yeah, and shorter. Yeah, Rick Bogner. He you just looked like an inflated razor moon. He kind of had looked like him in the face, but it was just a terrible gimmick. And it, just because they wanted to give an FU to WCW, like oh, we own the rights to these characters, we you know we can did make them look
0: goofy but, but Did they, they debut? Did they debut at Survivor Series? Because I wasn't sure. I know it's Raw. They, I, I, they came well, I know raw. they debuted on Raw, but like I I wanted to say it was like sooner than that. No, they debuted on Raw. You're right, but. But, like, they, when, when exactly? Because was this still before, like, it was clear that, that, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were WCW, or was this when it was still portrayed as, like, are these guys, like, trying to take over from WWF? Let,
1: let me tell you what I remember. I remember they debuted on Raw, and that was the last Raw I saw for a very long time. Huh. So,
0: if you're no, telling me... No, it was me, October, If you're, telling, so me, never mind, if you're
1: telling me if they actually had wrestled a fucking match after that day, and they go along with it... Then yeah, WWF is the winner of the worst gimmicks of all time.
2: I just remember them being part of Survivor Series '96, but yeah, they debuted on Raw October. 20th. Yeah, I mean, it's I, just I think stupid.
0: I think this is one that's a slam dunk that you you move you move Mick Foley on. Now, oh, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Got the tooth hanging out from the hell in Cell '98. Just how does a guy's tooth go through his nose? So. I know we gotta get to break here in a little bit. I feel like before we move on with the, the tournament though, we gotta talk about some notable ambitions from from the brackets. We will talk
1: about that. Um we'll do the all the, the rounds and we'll talk about uh emissions. Okay. Um we're gonna go on break. We'll be right back with the next round. All right, we're back and we're about to start the sweet sixteen. So we'll go back to the uh Parts unknown bracket, and uh, the first matchup we got the Godfather versus Razor Ramon. Razor,
0: you know what? To be different, I'm gonna go Godfather because again, this? I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna put you on the freaking spot, EJ. I mean, Godfather pimps and hoes, baby. Damn, you got
1: the hoe train and you got the little razor blades for cocaine you know what I'm a ho myself so you know what <laughs> ho
2: okay yeah, I'm cool with that it's a way to show your ho oh, it's
1: an upset we got the next match up in the bracket we got the spirit squad versus sandman
0: I'm sitting here enjoying a few cold ones but you know what I'm gonna go spirit squad I sandman was a hell of an entrance a hell of a gimmick
2: it inspired so much. I'm thinking
0: about going Spirit Squad, too, but I... I'll go Put Sam. EJ on the spot. Put I mean, him I'm, on I'm, the spot. I gotta go Sam, man. You know he's gonna go ECW right there. I gotta there. go Sam, man.
1: Come on, man. When your whole gimmick is the entrance, and you smoke a pack of cigarettes, and you drink a six-pack onto to the ring...
2: Literally drink a six-pack. With Beans, a fucking
1: kendo stick?
2: Beating it over his head. The guy was drunk during his matches. It... D-
1: yeah, come on I gotta I'll give it to him Sandman baby that's like asking Kirk to pick a TNA guy over anybody else so, in the uh <laughs> other side of the tracks
2: bracket oh what the that's right. we got Ravish Rick,
1: Rick Rude versus Nature Boy Rick Flair
2: because I don't necessarily
0: consider the
2: nature boy the gimmick I gotta go Rick and Rick Rude I felt
0: like we had to acknowledge Nature Boy no I'm fine with that we've done that yeah ravishing Rick Reed move on I mean as far as like gimmick yeah just yeah thing,
2: like,
1: or. all right and the other this matchup
0: one, god this was difficult we got
1: two of the top heels of WWE back in the day oh, the million god. dollar man versus the perfect one Mr. Perfect
2: these guys were so awesome at their
1: top of their gimmicks
2: top, they, like they were, you couldn't picture anybody else other than these guys playing their gimmick of Ted be also being the million dollar man Kurt Henning B Mr. Perfect uh, I, I'm kind of showing bias, and I love them both. This is like one A, one B to like
0: the slightest of edge. I gotta go, Million Dollar Man. I mean, Million Dollar Man actually held the world heavyweight title, albeit for a second, but he did. You know, he's never officially recognized as the WWF champion. Dude went out and made a freaking belt for himself. Yeah, I gotta give it to the Million Dollar Man.
1: Yeah, you would have chosen Mr. Perfect. You know You knew who I was going to choose. In the Bad Street USA bracket, we got Mantar, an upset on the Road Warriors, versus Shockmaster, the upset over Sting. So,
0: in the upset matchup, Mantar versus Shockmaster. Shockmaster, baby. Shockmaster. 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 That early, like, bad. Let Cinderella run her way through the bracket, baby.
1: And the next matchup. Two tied in together. Brother Kane, Brother Taker. Who do you got? Oh, man. Oh, come on, man. This is
2: so hard.
0: I I don't think it's that hard. I mean, again, if, if it wasn't for Undertaker, there would be no Kane. But I just look at it this way. Like,
2: Undertaker, yeah, the greatest gimmick of all time. But, like, Kane, the fact that he took the gimmick... Of a guy that like an opponent of the Undertaker that like, nobody lasts long for that gimmick and he made it last twenty years. It's Taker, no no doubt. I'm not Yeah,
0: I, like Taker. I mean, again,
2: I just Who, to who, give a shout who out is to Kane Damers. the brother of? I just have to give a shot yeah. for making that work for twenty years, Taker.
1: Yeah, brother. And then the last bracket, Dudleyville bracket, we got the broken Matt Hardy versus
0: I've got to say, for longevity's sake, as memorable as Broken Matt Hardy is, and how that was—that was like a year of wrestling that people weren't really talking about the WWE product as much. They were talking about TNA more so. But just for the longevity of it, I got to go with Goldust. Goldust. Come on,
1: TNA.
2: I mean. Goldust had it for so long, but Matt Hardy, man, he reinvented himself and made himself more popular than Jeff at the time. I have to give. I feel like I have to give him props for this one. Sorry, Randy. Total so, no, nonstop curse. That's a good Matt Hardy,
1: man. Goldust was supposed to be a rub on Dustin Rhodes. Yes. And he made it over. He made it as a legit wrestler, but also comedic when he joined with our truth and others. Goldust will get the win. Went to decision. Damn. And in our last matchup in the bracket, we got the Repo Man versus Cactus Jack. Dude, love. Mankind.
0: If it was me anybody Foley. else if it was anybody else going up against Repo Man, I would move Repo Man on, but I know. Part of me just wants to do it just to do it because I love secretly love Repo Man
2: so much. But, but you know
0: what on. way you know what way EJ or or uh no, Ramsey I mean, over here is gonna vote. I you know, but like I really can't give it to anybody else but Foley. Yeah, I Foley come I mean. on, Foley's it's, gotta move on. It's not fair. It's yeah, Foley, absolutely. I mean, it's three gimmicks versus one. But the it's three really, just so happen to be it's that just, much you know,
1: better. It's three personalities in a one person. Nick Foley is all three of them. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, each one represents. It's
0: like one of the only people that I could get away with being in a Royal Rumble not once, not twice, but three no, friggin' I times. I mean, dude. That's awesome. why That's one of. The, he's one of the. Oh, crap. You need to work on your copy-paste skills. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's, just
1: the area that's what you get for a $10 keyboard
0: <laughs> when you're broke. So, all right, what we got?
1: So we're going to go right now in our Elite Eight. Uh, we're going back to the parts unknown. We're going to have the Godfather versus Sandman, who will go into the Final Four. I got to
0: ride the whole train all the way to the Final Four, baby. I'm going Godfather. As memorable as Sandman was, I got to go Godfather, too. Poor, poor, poor uh, Ramsey. Uh, and the ECW goes to die.
1: Well, at least fucking Matt Hardy's not on there. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: In the other side of the track bracket, we got Ravishing Rick Rude versus Million Dollar Man. Man, I'm telling Again. you, this bracket was brutal.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is another one. I mean, I thought the prior one was difficult. This one's just as hard. I, st- I got Million Dollar Man I love Ravish and Rick Root I thought it was an unbelievable gimmick one of the best but
0: come on Million Dollar Man Million Dollar Man is just legendary it's he's got to be Million Dollar Man
1: Woo-hoo. I got at least one of my guys <laughs> uh, in the Bad Street USA bracket we got the worst WCW gimmick of all time Shockmaster Versus, probably the WWF's greatest gimmick of all time, Undertaker.
0: See, but like you characterize it as WCW and WWE, but I, I only, I think you could take those classifications out of it and just say this is the worst gimmick versus the best gimmick. That's exactly what it is. You go on Bleacher Report,
2: you look at the ratings for worst versus best. These are you two guys.
0: Here's the thing, though. You go on any friggin' list of, like, most memorable gimmicks. Yeah. Undertaker's going to be at the top of almost every one of those lists. Maybe even above the Shockmaster. I'm looking here for Shockmaster to shock the world. Oh, you going for an upset? I'm going to go for an upset, because I feel like if I move Undertaker any further than this... This is going to be just like any other wrestling show. And I feel like we need to be a little Kurt. different here. I'm going to call for an upset of Shockmaster over So yeah, one
2: vote for Shockmaster. Kurt. Randy's opinion, and my God, I was sitting there thinking, thinking exactly what you were saying as you were saying it. Because I was like, you think of legendary. As legendary as The Undertaker's career has been, 30 years, the dead man. Shockmaster's so legendarily bad. I feel like I have to put a bad one in there.
0: It was a blip. It was a blip in time, but it's a blip that we still talk Everybody about. It still to makes this fun day. of as a mess up. And when you go back to mess up Shockmaster,
2: oh god. I can not Can I really do this? Can I re- But it was so bad I feel I have to put a bad one in at the top, Shockmaster.
1: Oh wow.
0: Ramsey's in disbelief over here. Wow. I, know, I it thought pains me to do it.
1: I thought there was two people
0: I thought for see, sure two
1: people were going to shoot up on this list was Sting and Undertaker, and both
2: of them are out.
0: See, but I feel like two. It, it like the, the, Just to me, like the the smart it happened money, in what,
2: '93, and we're still talking about Shockmaster. As bad as it was. But, like,
0: to me, the smart money, especially the way this bracket is shaping out, it would have been Million Dollar Man and Undertaker in the freaking Finals. That's, that's, and, like... On paper, that's the way I foresaw it going, to yeah. yeah. And, like, and that's why, I, again, I was saying we... Really? It would have been more beneficial to maybe do a best and worst as separate brackets. But if... But... But... If we're going to do this mix-up of, of both of them in one bracket... i was just will I wanted the shock and all.
1: I got the shock and off. What I had what I thought when this came down when I generated the bracket, in my mind I did like a mock bracket, and I thought it would have been Sting Undertaker in a, in a final.
0: Look, that's a WrestleMania match that everybody wanted to see and we never got. That's not to me that's not one you're gonna see even in this bracket. That's a matchup you're not gonna see.
1: So yeah. in the last bracket, we got the gimmick that was never supposed to go over in Goldust versus Mick Foley.
2: Mick Foley? Yeah, I gotta go Mick Foley, man.
0: Just, he was so damn good in everything he did. It's like, cause one, like honestly, one of those gimmicks could have fallen flat on its ass. You expect one of them to. None of them did. Yeah, they really did. I, I would tell you this. To
1: be honest, if you if it had no decision... For Undertaker and Shockmaster, I literally would have been like, give me a quarter. I'm going to flip it. Would you really? I would. Because I I felt I had to wouldn't. I wouldn't, because just for somebody saying that the Shockmaster should go on, I would have been like, yeah, let's chance that. Flip it. Now, for, if you guys would have chose, if one of y'all would have chose Goldust and Mick Foley, I would have chose Goldust. Because... That was never supposed to go over.
2: That's see. That totally shocked the hell at me, and I kind that of agree with you on that. Never one. supposed it to go. Should have never gone over.
0: No.
1: And I, that's I, one of those gimmicks where it's like, okay, that should never gone over, should never had the career it had, and it shouldn't had Dustin Rhodes out of wrestling in.
2: in like a, in less months, than a, yeah, months, a year tops, and he brought you that. know
1: it. He's a future Hall of Famer because of it. Yeah. He's, you know, revived uh, his new character and. In AEW, and it's all because of gold dust.
0: Think about it though. I mean, in a sense, it really is kind of like uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, preached about when it came to like Terry Taylor and a red rooster. You could have just been like, ah, shit, they're making me a fucking rooster. Or you could have looked at ways of like really getting that gimmick over. And it's like, again, they gave that gimmick to Dustin Rhodes. He could have been like, ah, fuck, I'm going to be this questionable guy in gold paint. What am I going to do? He took it to a whole new level, and he was able to just be free with it.
1: Look, but here's the difference with that. Terry Taylor's name is Terry Taylor. (laughs) Dustin Rhodes' name is Dustin Runnels. And you go look at, Dusty Runnels put over polka dots. Uh yeah. Dustin put over gold dust. And we can sit here and debate, and I don't know what's your opinion on it. Cody Rhodes, Cody Runnels put
2: over Stardust.
0: See, Stardust, I think he oh, was cool with initially. Yeah, Zanato's brother, and it they just, kept
2: it running as like a FU to Cody, because then he was going to resign. And it. Just, and he stepped yeah. in, but he kept... He kept doing it. He showed up. It worked. He yeah, made it in the He made it work.
1: Ronald's is the, the key to that. It's that, that bloodline.
2: No, yeah, we definitely had to give that shout out, because you had
1: a goal We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our Final Four, because it's going to be an interesting Final Four. So we're back, we're here about to start our final four. Um, We got Godfather, The Million Dollar Man, The Shockmaster, and Mick Foley, the many faces of Foley in the final four. Before we start, anybody want to take their vote
2: back for any of the vote, any of the guys that's in the final four? I mean, we were just kind of talking about it. I have to admit what EJ was talking about with Dustin Rhodes and Mick Foley, the fact that Goldust should have never worked and it lasted like about 20 years or so, give or take, maybe 15, because I know he went in and out of promotions. He was WCW, he went to TNA, and then he still came back. Every time he brought it back, he did something different with it. It should have never worked and he got over with it. He's a Hall of Famer because of it. I would say Dustin Rose would have been full if I had to go back. I'm not.
1: say, if you're going to retract your vote, just let you do. But oh. on this, I'll let you know on this one. Any votes get retracted, it's going to go to coin flip.
0: Oh, I, look, I feel like, though, it, in the heat of the moment, you you have to go where it lies. You can't sit there. Just like in March Madness, man. If a team that's All not right. supposed to win ends up winning, it's not like they go back but and this they replay
1: it. The bracket's based on March Madness, but this bracket is based on what? Brawl for All. And what was the infamous things about the Brawl for All? They rebooked stuff.
0: Yeah. So... As a All gimmick,
1: right. as a gimmick, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, if no. you want
1: to retract your vote, we'll retract it and we'll coin flip it for the victory of the b
0: two. If you're content, if you're content, you content. I'm I, look, I'm content because here's the thing, there there are several there, there are maybe two gimmicks that I think we expected to be in a final four. Like I said, when this thing was first pitched out, I thought we were doing a best gimmick. Uh, Bracket and a worse gimmick bracket not having everything mixed together I think the fact that we got here in our final four and we have three Great memorable gimmicks and we have one Terribly memorable gimmick. I Think this is right and no disrespect to Goldust because I love the character. I feel comfortable sticking with McFoley there. I mean I think I think as much as Kirk wants to retract the vote, I feel like it does a disservice to us doing this bracket to retract votes and go to coin flips in retrospect. In the moment you voted Mick Foley, that's the vote. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) I got the coin. He grabbed a freaking penny. We
1: got the. We got the. He's so cheap. He doesn't even have a quarter. I <laughs> <He laughs> grabbed a, quarter. a penny. We I have, have the gimmick for all coin flip penny. I'm gonna call shenanigans on I this. I get a quarter. So, since you're since you're McFoley and he's in the bracket right now, you call it heads or tails for McFoley.
0: Well, it's the many faces of Foley. I'm gonna go heads.
1: Foley stays in. There you go. Are doing
0: be safe. And okay. justice is served. Get drama. your fucking penny out of here. Drama. got
1: have some type of drama.
0: Nah, get that piss ass penny out of here.
1: So <laughs> it's drama. Hey, eh? gotta bring some 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 something into the fold. So we got the Godfather coming out of the parts unknown bracket versus the other side of the tracks winner, Million Dollar Man. Is it the whole train? Or is it the million-dollar belt?
0: See, like, you see, you have Million Dollar Man on the other side of the tracks bracket, but, I mean, it was a guy that was born on the right side of the tracks, right? I mean, when you talk about, I mean, Godfather the Ho Train, it's very memorable, but that was also kind of a a window in time, whereas a Million Dollar Man has endured for countless times. I gotta I gotta go with a million dollar man in this in this showdown. So we yeah.
1: got one vote million dollar man.
2: Kurt Yeah, I I have to everything Randy just said I completely agree with. Million Dollar Man.
1: Million Dollar Man goes into our final two.
0: I think Godfather was a fun gimmick for its time. Oh great I mean great gimmick for its yeah. time. Maybe so, it won't play as well today, but yeah. Oh I know. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it wouldn't be in W it wouldn't be in WWF at all. Um, the Battery USA bracket Shockmaster versus the Dudleyville bracket fitting he comes out of the Dudleyville bracket Mick Foley
0: I'm, 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 Look I'm going to say if we're going to the finals here feel like we could definitely have a better conversation about best gimmick versus worst gimmick I mean, I'm looking for Shockmaster to shock the world here. And as great as Foley's many faces were, there's only one legendary Shockmaster. I'm moving Shockmaster to the finals.
1: You gotta vote for Shockmaster. Kurt, you're over there. Ooh, you look like you're in pain.
0: (sighs) Look, I ripped the Band-Aid off. I wasn't going to sit there and wince about this. I love Mick Foley, but... People... Legendary,
2: bad, legendary Shockmaster is my answer.
0: I love McFoley. McFoley's a Hall of Famer. This was just so bad. And look, this is a matchup, like I said, even if Gold Dust had pussyfooted his way into that final spot, I would still be going Shockmaster. And look, McFoley can, you can give McFoley any gimmick and he's going to make it work. Here's so, the thing. We're down to the finals now, all right? We got Million Dollar Man coming out of the West. We got Shockmaster coming out of the East. So a lot of people will say, if it's not Undertaker, Million Dollar Man, best gimmick. Oh, no, me He's like, you got Shockmaster universally characterized as worst
2: gimmick.
0: Yeah. Kirk and I have been waxing poetic on all of these topics, Ramsey, I want you to actually lead off this conversation, and maybe we'll let TNA Kirk, Total Nonstop Kirk, be the deciding vote on this. I want I want your input on this for a change.
1: Okay, so I th- I can't give you my I'm I'm totally biased. He's biased. I that's know you're biased. I know he's biased. So, but I'm that's, putting you. I'm this is the reason why. This is anyway. the reason why I. This is why I want to... Facilitate this. No, because no matter what, hands down, it's always going to be the Million Dollar Man for me. Because as much as it was a shocking moment for the Shockmaster, you know, it's it's a moment. We're never going to forget. You know?
2: I'm going to actually put a real gimmick on here that lasted the test of time, and I'm biased too. But damn it. For me, my favorite gimmick of all time, and I'm biased, but... You look at anybody else's you said Undertaker a million dollar man right up there, one A, one B, vice versa, swap swap swap. Million dollar man, dude. Just hands down.
0: Look, Cinderella come march madness is great because they have their run, they shock the world, but at some point in time, midnight strikes and You get the number dream one dream is CA over comes in. I, look
1: Say so what you guys say? Come on.
0: I'm, I got to go Million Dollar Man.
1: All right. Since I am the creator of this tournament.
0: Get the penny. Ooh, oh. It's going to coin flip. I get a corner, but yeah, so, just to be clear, our unanimous pick to win this matchup no, no, was no, no, no. the Million time Dollar, up, time dollar out, Man. Time out, time out, but time out,
1: time out. There was one word by two people that was said, Biased. No. So, it because be it's cool. a biased decision, we're going to coin flip it.
0: I look like I bi- said,
1: two votes were biased. That was the whole point of me not being on as a decision maker in this, so that I'd be the third party as a as a deciding factor. But, but we would have both.
0: But like I said, we would have both picked Million Dollar Man. Yeah, but then I wanted a different the table, take.
1: But you turned the table, so you wanted a different take. This is what we're getting: heads.
2: Can live with
1: it heads is the shock master because his helmet came off <laughs> and the uh Lincoln let
2: fate decide I'm fine
1: with it fate decide right
2: yeah the worst gimmick versus the best let's see who wins
1: it heads for shock master tails for uh Shockmaster wins
0: oh Shock's the world. shock the world baby and look like I, like I said Either one of these two would have been at the top if we did separate brackets. Either one of these two, very likely, they'd have been at the top of those brackets. They would have probably. That's made what made me happy was that. that honestly,
2: my bracket you had best gimmick of all time win, and then worst bracket you had worst, and they
0: met each other in the finals. Coin decided. Like I said, I still consider Undertaker as the best gimmick. But if okay, he's one a, if he's one uh, a, Million Dollar Man would be all right, one. Look, of you B. got
2: me on that one. Okay, I'll give it to the Undertaker, the greatest. Thirty years, yeah. I know, like Ramsey, calm down. Man. This is where I'm going to subtract, t- buys them and give it to Mark Calloway as the greatest character of all time, the Undertaker. Yes, but I'm still cool. With Million Dollar Man being up there as well.
1: As much as I was rooting for, I was said Goldust should go over because of he made a gimmick work. When you have multiple gimmicks and you put multiple gimmicks over multiple times, that's a hell of a talent. Yeah. Undertaker, Mark Calloway, nothing to go against Mark Calloway. It's one gimmick.
0: It's one gimmick. He it's redefined gimmick. the gimmick several times. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's but, it, it, understandable.
1: But when you have multiple people doing multiple gimmicks I think more credit should be given to Glenn Jacobs Mick Foley um, who else was another one that, that was
0: but I'm also gonna say Undertaker could have been a one and done character and the reason why it stuck around for as long as it did is because Mark Calloway made that a gimmick you could never forget. That's a good and point. you Redefine the gimmick multiple times to keep it fresh, but, to keep it interesting. But on the same token, as you said, that
1: it wasn't made to be a long-term deal. Goldust had that gimmick to bury him, mm-hmm. and he didn't get buried. He rose it to the top. That you know, it, it's there's arguments you can you can make counterpoints and everything. Look. Literally, when, when I asked you guys to submit your list, the first name on, on all three of our lists was Undertaker. Because mm-hmm. not actually coming. It's been 30, 30, plus years. You you automatically come in there. Second on that list was Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. It comes down, because like, it, it's what you lived in. But like I said, when I thought I looked after I randomized the bracket, and I saw it, I was like, you know what? I said, I won't be shocked if Undertaker, Sting will meet up in the finals. Because one thing about Sting, too, is... Yeah, you have Surfer Sting, but the iconic Crow Sting is iconic too. And it was like to me, it was those those are Undertaker and Sting was the most two iconic gimmicks on this on this on this uh, brackets.
0: Mm, disagree,
1: but gonna, I mean, but, well, you have to look at it this way. This is how I looked at it. We grew up with two main organizations, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The most iconic character, uh, icon- iconic, iconic. Uh, uh, Gimmick in WWF was Undertaker, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was the most iconic uh, character in in WCW?
2: Well, yeah, it was Sting, but WWE you could make an argument like Stone Cold, Rock, all this stuff. But yeah. Undertaker was always like your,
1: you know, one of your top Sting. Times. You gotta remember, Sting went into NWA, and WCW, when it wasn't really gimmick driven. It wasn't. Mm. WWF was always gimmick driven, so Sting came in into a non-gimmick-driven uh, organization, and he just rose.
0: Yeah, but Surfer Sting wasn't even really necessarily a gimmick. Yeah, I mean, he had face paint, and he had whatever, but it wasn't like he was getting over a character character.
1: There's only three... Then that, that's the case, and World War. shouldn't... That's, World Warriors just had face paint and shoulder pads. Because when World Warriors first came out, they were in fucking... Spooky. Leather, do you, Matt? How you call it? A uh, uh, domination gears. gears. Yeah,
2: yeah more
0: more know. biker stuff. Yeah, like
1: you know, they look like they're in a sex dungeon. But I mean, it's just you know, it, it was more of a that was a gimmick back then, for WC for NWA WCW. But it doesn't matter. Shockmaster is our winner. Shockmaster, shake and world. and uh,
2: I'm fine with that because it's. Everybody remembers. You think of worse. Number one's always going to be Shockmaster. Yeah, us. I mean, or look. It, it, like I said, it, w- it was a blip
0: in time, but it was one of the most memorable blips ever. Go back and gives get you a laugh every time because it's just comedically bad. Right. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just thinking of Ole Anderson in the background trying to cut Shockmaster's promo and laughing, giggling as he's trying to talk serious. I am the Shockmaster. <laughs> um,
1: so. We're going, to, we're going to take a quick minute, and we're going to be back, and we're going to talk about some of the stubs that didn't make the tournament.
0: I, I really want to dive into that because, like I said, there were a few entries well, on this list that I know, like, Ramsey, you kind of made the final call and put in putting the bracket together, but I am I am downright shocked that a few of these names didn't make the bracket over others. But and, we will talk about that in a little bit, but I'm ready to talk.
1: Yeah, it will be our confidential so. Uh, like after dark, con- confidential. What is it? So, we're back, and now we're going to have some fallout uh, about people that didn't make the tournament. And if they bring up somebody and, and they say, like, why, I'll say why they didn't make it because I have my little chart.
0: Look, I mean, I, I've got several that I could throw out there, especially on the worst side of things. But, like, on the best side of things, I figure I'd lead off with the good. Um,. I'm kind of shocked that The Hurricane didn't make the list. Um, I know we were talking off-air about, you know, you were toying with between the King gimmick and The Hurricane, but, like, kind of like what you did with the King gimmick and the fact that there are many people that have called themselves King, and I think if you had maybe condensed that down to, like, Jerry the King Lawler or Macho King Randy Savage or even King Booker, I could see more of a compelling argument, but the fact that you just had the King gimmick as a whole, I, I, I'm kind of shocked that Hurricane Helms, which is a very cartoony character, um, the fact that the Hurricane didn't make that list. Because that really was a gimmick that could go nowhere fast. He played it so over the top, so cartoony, that, I mean, hell, he was a top merchandise pusher for a while there during that stretch. He you see
2: that that got stuck with the... Sh- sh- like a weird gimmick, but leaned into it heavily. Leaned into it, made it cartoonish, but it was funny, entertaining, and you enjoyed it. Man, beat uh rock on on um, raw. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And then I grew with do with the king gimmick. The the, the
1: the the thing was, I looked at the list you guys sent. So if there is if there's two, the name happened on two lists. I would automatically push it through. Hurricane mm-hmm. was on your list. Yeah. But when I saw it I was like oh shit that is a good fucking gimmick. But Randy It was had- just it was just hard to to have two two different kings. I was just the, like,
2: the you know, king know, king was I agree with you doing the, the multiple king gimmick because there was way too many." But uh, Randy there's another one you
0: want to bring up. Oh, well, okay, let, let let's go with the bad, the shit. Why don't we keep so flip No, I'm 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 shocked that Eugene didn't make the the worst gimmick list because you got a guy in Nick Dinsmore... That before he got called up to the main roster in OVW, he was not only the longest reigning OVW heavyweight champion, he also had the most days as champion. So we're talking two separate things. Yes, he had the longest reign, but he had multiple reigns, and with that, most days as champion. And you saddle him when you call him up as the special needs nephew. Of Raw GM Eric Bischoff. Just it it's 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 definitely a gimmick that was in poor taste then. It would definitely be in poor taste now. I just granted Nick Densmore played it as best as he possibly could, but just as far as the character gimmick, whatever it was terrible from conception to to execution,
2: like... I don't want mention for bad. He wasn't on my list. That's why he wasn't on there. Just Randy's the only one who had him. But, yeah, more playing a guy with special needs. Would not go over today. It's just a bad idea.
1: Some of the, when I When you guys were sending the names, the one name that I was shocked I didn't see on both of y'all lists was Doink.
0: Now nah, I'll... Okay. I see, like... But here's the thing. When Doink debuted... No, uh, but- Go, go
2: ahead. No, so no, no. I, I, I want to talk about Doink. Original Doink loved Original Doink. Uh, Matt Bourne did an evil clown, and he played it so well. Uh, he was a great worker in the ring, made it go over. He was entertaining. I know it was very cartoonish in that era, and I shit on WWE nonstop for that era, but Doink, Original Doink was
0: loved it. Look, when I was a little kid, if there was one movie that terrified the fuck out of me, killer clowns from outer space it did me too I mean mean. I go Yeah. Well, as a kid as loony as it was when you're when you're very little and you see that movie it terrified as an adult I can look back and laugh because the movie is so terrible it's it's comedic but I mean as a kid going to carnivals I hated seeing clowns seeing killer clowns from outer space I had nightmares about that the fact that he had Doink who was just this evil clown character when he first debuted it scared the hell out of me in that day and age, again, when WWE is really pandering to kids, like I get why it worked. And then like as the character kind of evolved and then became like a good guy and then oh. ran around with Dink, and then it got ridiculous. But like the initial debut, to me it worked.
2: Now, Matt Bourne was so good with the gimmick, but Matt Bourne had his personal demons so then they repackaged him with another guy, made him face, took all the stuff that made him good and they put him with Dink and all this, and he just didn't get well, it. Well, he went from over.
0: scaring the kids to
2: playing to the kids. And it was like a modern-day John Cena. Play I, was, King.
1: I was just thinking, be like, there's a fucking clown wrestling. It would be memorable to a point where it would be on the list.
2: How? I was just, I was just well, shocked. I love the original Doink. I was just, I was just shocked. But the uh, good guy Doink. Uh, How about
0: one of the gimmicks that kind of, in a way, was a big reason that led to Eric Bischoff's firing from WCW, uh, the, kiss, the, the Kiss Demon, um, you know, the the fact that they signed this ridiculous contract with the band KISS, and I mean this is at a time where you know the mid to late nineties where Kiss's um Kiss's popularity wasn't at an all-time high. You know, they were trying to get relevant again. Eric Bischoff signs this huge contract with KISS to create a character. And mind you this character was also supposed to lead to a stable of kiss themed wrestlers that were supposed to go on to do big things. Uh, Brian Adams originally was tabbed to portray the character. And after two times wearing the makeup and everything, I was like, fuck this, I'm done. So he gives it up. They give it to Dale Torberg, who was a WCW power plant guy, who they originally told him he was going to be the character. Then they're like, nah, we're going to go with Brian Adams. Then Brian Adams was like, fuck this. So then I'm like, ah, all right, you're going to be the Kiss Demon now. Um, the fact that they spend more money getting this character to work, and the fact that it was even written in the contract that he was supposed to main event a pay-per-view. Yes. And Kiss was supposed to do a concert at this pay-per-view, New Year's Evil. And it was supposed to lead up to the main event of the Kiss Demon versus Vampiro. And then KISS ends up doing a live, like a little mini concert on Nitro that ends up being one of their lowest rated segments ever. That pretty much killed the character right there. Like I said, it led to Bischoff getting fired. There are many other things that you can sit there and look at like, yeah, Bischoff probably deserved to get fired for this, this, and this. This was the one that put it over the top for Turner and AOL, and it was like, yeah, no, you gotta go.
1: So... When I saw that on the list, that was being, that initially was on the list, right where Mr. America was. And when, to me, Mr. America is not like the worst gimmick, it's the most stupidest fucking gimmick ever. It's like, really, how do you want us to fucking believe that that's not Hogan? Just to me, the look. not no, look, no, look, look, You Kurt, know what, but but you, you bring Kurt, up... Look. Pull
0: up, pull up, a uh, um, pull up, uh, kiss demon. But that, but again, going to your point though, I think that was part of the joke—the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. The fact that everybody could tell it was Hogan, but the fact that they were playing it up, like, oh, but is it's it really just, Hogan? It's stupid. That was a joke. It's stupid, mind you. I'll give you that. It's just stupid. But it was like gimmick. one of those wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more joke. Like we're all in on the joke. Um, um, it's eh. it's a stupid, it's a stupid joke, stupid gimmick. Legit,
1: if you look at him, and it wouldn't be, like, this, the, the bad Kiss theme, that
0: could be a, a wrestler. Look, I love Kiss. I love Kiss. Went to their yeah. concert pre-COVID, you know, finally got to see them live. And even for them being in, like, their 60s, they fucking killed it, man. They put on a good show. Like, I love Kiss. That... Just it, it didn't work. It's like Kiss is a great rock band that does not translate to the wrestling ring, just like Robocop did not translate to the wrestling ring. Um, it, it just again to me that had no sense. I'm gonna do a lightning round real quick of uh terrible gimmicks. How about Arachnaman from WCW? Poor Brad Armstrong of the legendary Armstrong family, yeah. W
2: C WCW, Marvel Sue, that's why they stopped that. Yeah, one. yeah, but it had to be mentioned next one. Yeah, I mean,
0: definitely. Uh, Max Moon, again is a WWE gimmick, but freaking Conan. Yeah. Like, we saw what Conan could do in WCW, if only WWE would let him be Conan
2: there. Oh, wait, one that was on my greatest ones that I had to give out you real quick. Rick the Model Martel. Loved yeah. the original vignettes, loved it. was sad not to see him on the list, but it wasn't for a reason. Next one.
0: Yeah, um, how about good gimmicks? Uh, Honky Tonk Man. I mean, good, hateable gimmick. And again, longest reigning Intercontinental Champion ever. Uh, the Elvis impersonator, people love to hate. Damn good gimmick. Yeah,
1: that was a good gimmick.
0: Big Boss Man. Maybe another one that overstayed its welcome in the sense that, you know, how long could you really get over a uh, a cop from the South? Well, the,
1: the thing, too, was there was so much WWE gimmicks that was on the list, and it was like, damn, this just could be a WWE bracket. On itself, and I was just like, you know, we have to, get, that's why I was like mandatory, there's one, there has to be at least one ECW, one TNA. Oh,
2: speaking of ECW, man, uh Raven. Fuck, I was really bummed out when I didn't see Raven on there from ECW, but... but I, that was a coin flip, because you
1: choose yeah. Raven, you chose, and Randy chose uh Sandman, so what I did was I coin flipped it.
0: Yeah, but you gave us the the Three. guaranteed one ECW. No, I'm fine. And I with could that. definitely. I didn't say I said there was two there was two TNA on, on on the list on on Kurt's list.
1: Yeah, I um I did have to have one TNA, but but at you the
2: same had two, time, you had two uh,
1: ECW.
0: I'm glad at least we had one. I just said
1: they had had one spot. No, wait, you had
0: one, out. I had one, and then you were like, no, like, no got to give it to Broken Matt.
2: Oh, oh, that's did I you I did had you, had you
0: have Black Machismo? Because I listed it, and you were like, oh, that's that no, that's good. Overbroken Matt Hardy, I would not But yeah, have no, Hardy. I, I'm not, I'm not that upset. But man. I do I like the season
1: yeah. But you know, it was just, it was just like sometimes I was trying to make it fair. But I could have put it like we could have put it like ECW gimmicks could have been overwhelming. You know, like I, I was just like said, it was man. just kind hey, of hard. I just didn't want the screen to be blue of all of WWE. I
0: will also say this: Bleacher Report had Disco Inferno on his worst list. I know you had Disco Inferno on your worst list, uh, Ramsey. I freaking love Disco Inferno. I highly enjoy Disco Inferno. I would put him on. I would put him on the best gimmick list, but that's just me. I I, I had a he huge leaned into it. I found it disco. entertaining. Oh yeah, man! Like no, I'll, I'll give I'll give a shout out for that. I'll also give a shout out at least for good gimmicks to Val Venus. I mean, look, porn star gimmick, freaking in a hot tub with Jenna Jameson, like I wanted, the big Val
1: Boski. I wanted to put him on the list, but then I was like, yeah, Rick Rude and Val Venus, and all it was was a playoff of, of Rick Rude. It really was.
0: Yeah, well, So and it was, Val was, Venus was able to take it further because Val Venus was billed as an actual porn star character, whereas Rick Rude looked like a porno character. Never built himself as that, though. So,
1: he was on my list. You got, I, I didn't show you guys my list, but the one person that was on my list that neither one you had, and I was Kind of shocked, because it was fucking terrible. Worse. Because it was fucking terrible. Giant Gonzalez.
2: You're not going to get an argument for me on that one. I really, I thought about him for a second, because, I I don't even know what to say, man. It was just so
0: bad. Look, Giant Gonzalez was bad, but I also feel like that could be saved for, like, if we if we talk maybe worse WrestleMania matches, if we have like a show on that, no, we did. I brought it up. That man. that would definitely be that.
1: But that gimmick was bad. Um, one I had on my list, I knew you guys weren't going to have, was the Tasmaniac. Before he became Taz, it was the Tasmaniac, and he had the the hair. That was a bad gimmick. It was just yeah. He had bad. the fur, the little it, fur yeah. Yeah,
2: strap. He didn't have shoes. He just had like this weird. Circus. Madman look. Yeah, it was that was
0: bad. But
1: the three, like I said, I gave you three ECWs. Also on my list, I had was New Jack. Because, but that's one. But again, I also New feel like you. New Jack If we're New gonna Jack. if we're
0: gonna make the argument against Ric Flair and the living the gimmick thing or whatever. Like New Jack, I mean, was. Was that a gimmick or was that really him?
2: We don't know. Yeah, so the guy
0: stapling people's foreheads—that
2: really shipping that person, pe- yeah. shipping
0: people in a ring, throwing people off scaffoldings when they're not prepared to take the bump, like you know, trying trying to kill people in a ring, like.
1: So, but you see, like like Rick like Rick Flair is. You had a comparable like million dollar man. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Roode, in the future. True. Sure. Yeah. But we didn't have fucking New Jack. There was nobody no, else was,
0: <laughs> like New Jack. They would never allow that character. No, there, there's one and only, but yeah, like, but like I, I was to, just, me, to me that wasn't a gimmick though. That that that's frickin' him.
2: Some some like some good
1: it could be good bed, one man gang, nine one one. Um actually the Dudleys. You know? That was a Well the first like, I mean, debut was when a the weird first weird, uncomfortable gimmick. And then it just became shit. I
0: think it was that was actually was a gimmick off of uh, Slapshot.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it yeah was the, the, the movie Slapshot. Yeah. Uh, the the Hensons or whatever. Yep. But was, uh, yeah. I mean, granted, gimmick that friggin' worked, and then the Dudley Boys ended up evolving from that into something bigger and better. But yeah, no, I mean, Dudley Family was a great gimmick, but. Uh, I think there were there were better ECW gimmicks. Like I said, like really, it all boiled down to Sandman, Raven. Those are, I think, the two
2: top ECW gimmicks, and yeah, I'm fine with the coin flip.
1: I was actually shocked with the uh, uh like, I was leaning more Sabu,
0: the you know, the, the homicidal maniac genie. But you know, but like to me, he was like a younger, better version of like. Abdullah the Butcher and like like that character that just do like crazy shit in the ring not be afraid to like slice themselves up and, and, and do whatever to like get a win. If you would have put Sabu in ECW
2: either, either one of those three I would have been okay with because they're so iconic for ECW. I personally would have Raven but you could have made an argument for either, all, any of those three. How
0: about Johnny Polo on the worst uh I mean, we're talking about a rave being great. How about Johnny Polo on the worst know, side of worst.
1: things? Yeah. I don't know if you'd call it good or bad. How about the blue meanie? <laughs> huh. I, yeah, I was amazing. like, on my, on my list, I was like, is this a, was that a good gimmick or bad? I, I would, I, I would I put was that bad. as a tweener, or toe in the line. Because <laughs> I, I saw him live at Wildcat, and I was sitting behind the ring post where he, him and Stevie Richards were... Uh, uh, Standing at
0: it and I'm like, whoa, that outfit is bad. Hey look, but Stunk. as a Beatles fan, the fact that he created his persona after the yellow submarine character. I, I can't I, I can't say any negative about that. I got nothing but love for the blue meeting.
1: Um let's let's go right now, like real quick, Uh, got four minutes. Um currently what what's your favorite gimmick in any promotions right now?
0: Well, you know what? Like we were talking about how Million Dollar Man has been done time and time again, even outside of Teddy Biasi. MJF uh, playing like the rich snob. I was going to bring up his name when we did talk
2: about the reincarnations of Million Dollar Man. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's the current one. MJ yeah, Man,
0: current yeah. one doing it well. You love to hate him. You love I, to hate I, him yeah. MJF definitely sticks out.
2: I love the. I mean he's going to mad for saying this stuff but I feel like i got to say it it's starting to be played out the reinvention of Roman Reigns as the head of the table I, I still like I thought it's been playing and it's starting to go on a little too long but I still I still do like it um, but I feel like
0: the more dominant that you make him yeah I mean, it puts over the fact Reigns that he out. knocked Daniel Bryan off of Smackdown and the fact that he beat him clean yeah, in the ring I mean like granted look Everybody likes to shit on Roman Reigns, and I think it was more the fact... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. He pointed himself, and I don't
2: blame him. But, like,
0: Roman Reigns is actually... He is good in the ring. It was just the fact that they would put him over a lot of other people that we felt were more deserving. But I feel like with him in this heel run, it only builds him up even more so that when somebody does dethrone him, it's going to be a bigger deal. Yeah. Like I said, like, I really see them maybe doing the slow build to next year's WrestleMania. If not, maybe SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam would be the soonest. But, I mean, you start building up Big E. And I feel like if there's anybody on SmackDown's roster, and I love Cesaro, but I really don't think they're going to crown Cesaro. Although the way that they did the booking at the end of that Daniel Bryan match on SmackDown, maybe. Or at least it's going to build him up even more. But I feel like if there's anybody that's going to dethrone Roman, it will be Big E, and we just need to build to that. So, I mean... As long as Roman keeps being the head of the table and keeps beating people and keeps looking dominant, it's going to make the person at the thrones end that much bigger when it happens.
1: Uh, I know it's a little bit removed, um, but I want to say I want to, before I say mine. Um, we actually had you had uh, on the on your list currently was the fiend. Yeah, I had two. I had new day and also had the one that I would say that's more iconic to me. It's a little bit removed from now, but was Becky Lynch the man?
2: You know, like... I really thought about putting a female on there for her. No, yeah,
0: no you know, like, if there's maybe a knock on us, maybe we didn't have more female representation on there.
2: Well, I'll try.
1: It's hard. It was hard to find you, a gimmick, You know, you know? I, I have a
0: love-hate relationship, though, when it comes to Bray Wyatt, because, you know... As I wanted e- to do all-concompassing Bray Wyatt. You see, as the Eater of Worlds, it was a better version of Waylon Mercy. I mean, yeah. but it was so good in NXT... That when it got called up to the main roster, everybody was ready for that to go, and it was one of those things they would build to this big crescendo and then it would all fall apart because he would get pinned and then in the next feud it would build to this huge crescendo yeah, we know. and then he'd get pinned it's that the, the whole stop Wait, go stop go and it's the same can, thing with the fiend fiend is great on paper, and the build to matches is outstanding and it's not switch. like' it's just a better time matches. Uh, I do want to throw this in real quick, though, just because
2: I feel I need to, and I don't think they're ever going to, they're going to do it again, but uh, Demon King Finn Balor, I wish they would have done more with it, I know it's hard to put four hours of makeup on, but when he won, when he walked, t- like, dawned that paint, body paint, you knew he wasn't losing.
1: Well, you know, they, they went away with it because the guy that did the body paint was Enzo.
2: One of them. He, he contributed to, like, one or two, but they could have yeah, gotten it. It was more paint. than one and two. Yeah, so. But.
0: Well, yeah, but but I mean, even then, like the character itself was sort of played out. Like I get bringing it for big matches, even if it's like once a year or once every other year. Like Finn Balor is good enough on his loan, or good good, good enough on his own, not to need to depend on the demon gimmick. Yeah, but giving him that extra oomph, like hey man, you're gonna don this.
2: Oh, he ain't losing, or he might not lose. We'll see what happens. Go Summerslam, WrestleMania, put the belt on him, build him up. He never got a fair chance at the Universal Belt. Had he been the fiend or the demon king to go up against Brock Lesnar or whatever, you know, who knows? It's just one of those what what if scenarios.
1: But go back to like the woman wrestlers real quick. I was like looking and the only thing the only thing I could think about was was um the the man character for Becky Lynch and then Scary Sherry. Like character wise, like gimmick wise, there really ain't too many gimmicks for like women, you know
2: played out that are really, really popular.
1: there's yeah, really very few. I mean, they're all you could probably say the D.Va ever the Diva well, errors.
0: I mean Alexa Bliss Alexa that, Bliss's thing. It's now, just too
1: it's it's too too young
0: that I'm not to gonna say, even say it's too young. I, I think really where that whole character kinda went wrong, or at least like at least the way the raw writing is is doing it wrong It was like WrestleMania. Like that had the potential to be great. I felt like it was way too soon for her to do the turn on Bray, especially like with Randy orton like why are you gonna like shit on Randy orton as Alexa Bliss leading up to that match and then pfft, on it like that has so much potential. It could maybe be salvaged, but right now like it started great, and uh Kirk you know, I mean you wanted to talk about uh e w I was just looking uh, for unique
2: characters, and that abandoned girl is unique, but it's still way, 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 way too early. And then Britt Baker with her new character being oh. this badass, who doesn't need to win, who's just so good on the she microphone, needs, such a heel. She, she's, Brick if Baker, I'm not mistaken, DMD. now the number one contender again. She, is, yes, yes, she yes. needs to win uh-huh. the belt. So I gotta give a shout out to her, because I think it's up, up and coming things yet. Yeah. The sky's the limit for her right now.
0: Like, Hikaru is great. And she's, she's been had very serviceable with the belt. She's had a great run. I didn't agree with, um, what's what's her face, uh, the, 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 the first uh, women's champion. Uh, I don't I don't literally really a toothpick. Um, yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about Yeah, it's killing me. I've had a few too many uh, Steve Weisers. But, no, it, it's time to put the belt on Britt Baker. Like, that character is so freaking over, and she's just so damn good.
1: You mean truly Wisers?
0: Hey, uh, <laughs> look I was drinking some English there earlier this is my wind down I gotta be driving soon so, so Rio Rio yeah. yeah
1: so with this this is our, our closing um, before we leave next week episode we're gonna do our first uh, wrestler biography um um Mick profile Foley. of Mick Foley um I wanna I wanna bring something back cause after watching the Roddy Piper biography mm. I felt like my opinion on Rowdy Piper as being one of the heels on our heel episode, I was wrong. He should have been, he should have made the list.
2: Looking back on yeah. it, I 100% I was, agree. I, I, I'm the wrong he should.
0: You know, like, but he, again, like, all due respect, you know, like, if we had, if we were older, well, I'll throw that out there, if we're older, I mean, I'm... I'm about to be... That
2: That's the, the reason I didn't put him on. Yeah, I'm about to be
0: 36. Because Lester loves Roddy Piper,
2: and he's older than us. So. Yeah.
0: Like, if, if if I'd have been around in, like, the late 70s, early 80s to really see Piper If I was grow, 10 years older, I would have, yeah. Yeah, way, like, way, I could totally higher. see that. But as far as, like, my memories of Roddy Piper from back then watching... And that's the only reason why I didn't have him on that list I
1: agree with that because I, I, I'd i see him more as a global like face of the of the industry than heel but I think if I would have watched that episode before we had that episode I would have pushed I'm actually glad top 10. you
2: gave him a shout out because I felt the same way like his stuff in the mid 80's how devilishly heel he was I
1: saw that when I saw it I was like first thing I was like
2: man had to put Kevlar on his jacket because he was getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, after the third time, it's like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, I literally,
1: after that, I was like, fuck, we,
0: yeah.
2: We, that dude nah. lived the gimmick.
1: If yeah. we would have saw that mm-hmm. and had yes. done the episode, I would have pushed him all the way up to the top ten.
0: Yeah, he's, he is top he's ten worthy, yeah. By the way, not not trying to plug a e or anything, but those biographies, I mean, like, I can't wait to watch Macho Man, but I mean... The first two, between Stone Cold and, and Roddy Piper, they've been top-notch. And then you had Vice
2: returning. Dude, it's just awesome. a yeah. Mark, like, nostalgic wrestling coming back at you. Makes you feel like a kid in like, the late ni- or in the 90s again, man. Just all the three promotions. Take me back memory lane, man. God. It's a good time. But this is
1: uh the end of our gimmick for all 2021. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it next year. Maybe we do it with different wrestlers.
0: I, I think, you know what, if if we do it again, at least the, the people that have made the list, save for the champion, Shockmaster. I mean, look, he won it. I feel like he's got a right to maybe come back the next go-around and defend his belt. I think we need to throw like some new gimmicks in there. What are we, what are we, doing? What are we doing? So,
1: Let's say this. We're going to have multiple gimmick shows. Um, like We're going to do matches. Um, we're going to do title belts. Um, I think at the end, after we do um, the three other episodes shows for the gimmicks, we make one giant battle. We'll put the top, our top eight of uh, each, and have them have a uh, titles matches, characters. Was who's the most? What's mo- most iconic? The the
0: biggest gimmick of all gimmicks. Time.
1: The oh. gimmick of all. The gimmick
0: battle. Oh no, that happened already. Look, I look the the fucking Viagra on a pole match for me. Does it? <laughs> you know, if we get to like the super battle royal, look, Viagra on a pole match to me is gonna fucking
2: win it. But. For dumb ideas of all time. That's yeah, I definitely out there.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. So, um, we'll see you guys next week with our uh, next episode about Nick Foley. So, say bye, everybody. Ravishing Randy. Signing off. Peace.